You know, life has never looked so uncertain as it does right now. Across the U.S., people are being paralyzed into indecision, humming and hawing about everything. Feeling flustered and shutting down. Avoiding that issue. The money one. But bleak as it might look, there may be a silver or even a gold lining. If you were for years before COVID, you could have a 401k sitting around gathering dust or even an old IRA we could help with. Working for your old company when it could be working for you. We're not talking peanuts either. Some plans have thousands of dollars in them. To find out more about unlocking your hidden treasure, call the team at Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. And if that's not incentive enough, Noble Gold is giving away the U.S. Mint's own solid silver 5-ounce $1 Apollo 11 moon landing coin with each qualifying gold or silver IRA. So it's worth jumping on the phone and calling 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We send our thoughts and prayers to them for their rapid and complete recovery and for the recovery of everyone afflicted by the coronavirus. The two campaigns and the Commission on Presidential Debates have agreed to the ground rules for tonight. I'm here to enforce them on behalf of the millions of Americans who are watching. One note, no one in either campaign or at the commission or anywhere else has been told in advance what topics I'll raise or what questions I'll ask. This 90-minute debate will be divided into nine segments of about 10 minutes each. I'll begin a segment by posing a question to each of you, sometimes the same question, sometimes a different question on the same topic. You will then have two minutes to answer without interruption by me or the other candidate. Then we'll take six minutes or so to discuss the issue. At that point, although there will always be more to say, we'll move on to the next topic. We want a debate that is lively, but Americans also deserve a discussion that is civil. These are tumultuous times, but we can and will have a respectful exchange about the big issues facing our nation. Let's begin with the ongoing pandemic that has cost our country so much. Senator Harris, the coronavirus is not under control. Over the past week, Johns Hopkins reports that 39 states have had more COVID cases over the past seven days than in the week before. Nine states have set new records. Even if a vaccine is released soon, the next administration will face hard choices. What would a Biden administration do in January and February that a Trump administration wouldn't do? Would you impose new lockdowns for businesses and schools and hotspots? A federal mandate to wear masks? You have two minutes to respond without interruption. Thank you, Susan. Well, the American people have witnessed what is the greatest failure of any presidential administration in the history of our country. And here are the facts. 210,000 dead people in our country in just the last several months. Over seven million people who have contracted this disease. One in five businesses closed. We're looking at frontline workers who have been treated like sacrificial workers. We are looking at over 30 million people who in the last several months had to file for unemployment. And here's the thing. On January 28th, The vice president and the president were informed about the nature of this pandemic. They were informed that it's lethal in consequence, that it is airborne, that it will affect young people, 
and that it would be contracted because it is airborne. And they knew what was happening, and they didn't tell you. Can you imagine if you knew on January 28th, as opposed to March 13th, what they knew, what you might have done to prepare? They knew, and they covered it up. The president said it was a hoax. They minimized the seriousness of it. The president said, you're on one side of his ledger. If you wear a mask, you're on the other side of his ledger. If you don't. And in spite of all of that, today they still don't have a plan. They still don't have a plan. Well, Joe Biden does. And our plan is about what we need to do around a national strategy for contact tracing, for testing, for administration of the vaccine, and making sure that it will be free for all. That is the plan that Joe Biden has and that I have, knowing that we have to get a hold of what has been going on, and we need to save our country. And Joe Biden is the best leader to do that. And frankly, this administration has forfeited their right to re-election based on this. Thank you, Senator Harris. Vice President Pence, more than 210,000 Americans have died of COVID-19 since February. The U.S. death toll as a percentage of our population is higher than that of almost every other wealthy nation on Earth. For instance, our death rate is two and a half times that of Canada next door. You head the administration's coronavirus task force. Why is the U.S. death toll as a percentage of our population higher than that of almost every other wealthy country? And you have two minutes to respond without interruption. Susan, thank you. And I want to thank the commission and the University of Utah for hosting this event. And uh, Senator Harris, it's a privilege to be on the stage with you. And our nation has gone through a very challenging time this year. But I want the American people to know that from the very first day, President Donald Trump has put the health of America first. Before, there were more than five cases in the United States, all people who had returned from China. President Donald Trump did what no other American president had ever done. And that was he suspended all travel from China, the second largest economy in the world. Now, Senator Joe Biden opposed that decision. He said it was xenophobic and hysterical. But I can tell you, having led the White House Coronavirus Task Force, that that decision alone by President Trump bought us invaluable time to stand up the greatest national mobilization since World War II. And I believe it saved hundreds of thousands of American lives. Because with that time, we were able to reinvent testing. More than 115 million tests have been done to date. We were able to see to the delivery of billions of supplies so our doctors and nurses had the resources support they needed. And we began, really, before the month of February was art, to develop a vaccine and to develop medicines and therapeutics that had been saving lives all along the way. And under President Trump's leadership, Operation Warp Speed, we believe, will have literally tens of millions of doses of a vaccine before the end of this year. The reality is, when you look at the Biden plan, it reads an awful lot, like what President Trump and I and our task force have been doing every step of the way. I mean, quite frankly, when I look at their plan that talks about advancing testing, creating new PPE, developing a vaccine, um, it looks a little bit like plagiarism, which is something Joe Biden knows a little bit about. And I think the American people know that this is a president who has put the Thank health you, of America president. first, and the American people, I believe with my heart, can be Thank proud you, of the sacrifices they have made. It's saved countless Thank you, American President. lives. Senator Harris. 
Would you oh, like to respond? Absolutely. I, whatever the vice president is claiming the administration has done, clearly it hasn't worked. When you're looking at over 210,000 dead bodies in our country, American lives that have been lost, families that are grieving that loss. And, you know, the vice president is the head of the task force and knew on January 28th how serious this was. And then, thanks to Bob Woodward, we learned that they knew about it. And then when that was exposed, the vice president said, when asked, well, why didn't you all tell anybody? He said, because the president wanted people to remain calm. Well, let's get so to no, But Susan, I, this is important. Susan, I, I, and I, I want to add, but if, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have to I'm speaking. Yeah, you can so have 15 I, I, I more wanna, seconds, and then we'll give the vice president a chance to So respond. I want to ask the American people, how calm were you when you were panicked about where you're going to get your next roll of toilet paper? How calm were you when your kids were sent home from school and you didn't know when they could go back? How calm Thank were you, you Thank when you, your Senator children Harris. couldn't see your parents because you were afraid they could kill them? Let's give Vice President Pence a chance to respond. Vice President Pence, you have one minute to respond. You know, there's not a day gone by that I haven't thought of every American family that's lost a loved one. And I want all of you to know that you'll always be in our hearts and in our prayers. But when you say what the American people have done over these last eight months hasn't worked, that's a great disservice to the sacrifices the American people have made. The reality, if if I may finish, Senator. The reality is, Dr. Fauci said, everything that he told the president in the Oval Office, the president told the American people. Now, President Trump, I will tell you, has boundless confidence in the American people, and he always spoke with confidence that we'd get through this together. But when you say it hasn't worked, when Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks and our medical experts came to us in the second week of March, they said if the president didn't take the unprecedented step of shutting down roughly half of the American economy, that we could lose 2.2 million Americans. Now, that's the reality. Thank you. They also Thank said to President us if we did everything right, Susan, we could still lose more than 200,000 Americans. Vice President now, one Pence. life lost is too Thank many, you. Susan. But the American people, I believe, deserve credit for the sacrifices that they have made, putting the health of their family and their neighbors first, our doctors, our nurses, our first Thank responders. Thank you, Vice President Pence. And I'm going to speak up on behalf of what the American people have done. Vice President Pence, you were your administration and congressional officials. No social distancing, few masks, and now a cluster of coronavirus cases among those who were there. How can you expect Americans to follow the administration's safety guidelines to protect themselves from COVID when you at the White House have not been doing so? Well, the American people have demonstrated over the last eight months that when given the facts, they're willing to put the health of their families and their neighbors and people they don't even know first. President Trump and I have great confidence in in the American people and, and their ability to take that information and put it into practice. In the height of the epidemic, when we were losing a heartbreaking number of 2,500 Americans a day. We surged resources to New Jersey and New York and New Orleans and Detroit. We told the American people what needed to be done, and the American people made the sacrifices. When the outbreak in the Sun Belt happened this summer, again, Americans stepped forward. But the reality is the work of the President of the United States goes on. A vacancy on the Supreme Court of the United States uh, has come upon us, and the president introduced Judge Amy Coney yes, Barrett. Thank you. Thank you, Vice but President. At, at yes. that, if I may say, that Rose Garden event, there's been a great deal of speculation about it. My wife, Karen, and I were there and honored to be there. 
Many of the people who were at that event, Susan, actually were tested yes. for coronavirus. And it was an outdoor event, which yeah. all of our scientists regularly and routinely advise. The difference here is President Trump and I trust the American people to make choices in the best interest of their health. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris consistently talk about mandates, and not, not just mandates with the coronavirus, but a government takeover of health care, the you Green New Pence. Deal, all government control. We're about freedom and respecting the freedom of the American people. Let's talk about respecting the American people. You respect the American people when you tell them the truth. You respect the American people when you have the courage Which we've to be a leader done. speaking of those things that you may not want people to hear, but they need to hear so they can protect themselves. But this administration stood on information that if you had as a parent, if you had as a worker knowing you didn't have enough money saved up, and now you're standing in a food line because of the ineptitude of an administration that was unwilling to speak the truth to the American people. So let's talk about caring about the American people. The American people have had to sacrifice far too much because of the incompetence of this administration. It is asking too much of the people. Susan, we talked no, about It is asking too much of the people Look, that they would not be equipped with the information they need to help themselves to protect Susan, their parents and no, their I'm children. Sorry. Uh, Kamala Harris, Senator Harris, I mean, I'm sorry. It's I'm fine, I'm Kamala. No, no, you're Senator <laughs> Harris to me. Um, for life to get back to normal... Dr. Anthony Fauci and other experts say that most of the people who can be vaccinated need to be vaccinated. But half of Americans now say they wouldn't take a vaccine if it was released now. If the Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, should Americans take it and would you take it? If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Vice President Pence, there have been a lot of repercussions from this pandemic. In recent days, the president's diagnosis of COVID-19 has underscored the importance of the job that you hold and that you are seeking. That's our second topic tonight. It's the role of the vice president. One of you will make history on January 20th. You will be the vice president to the oldest president the United States has ever had. Donald Trump will be 74 years old on Inauguration Day. Joe Biden will be 78 years old. That already has raised concerns among some voters, concerns that have been sharpened by President Trump's hospitalization in recent days. Vice President Pence, have you had a conversation or reached an agreement with President Trump about safeguards or procedures when it comes to the issue of presidential disability? And if not, do you think you should? You have two minutes without interruption. Well, Susan, uh, thank you. Although I would like to go back. I, I to, think we uh, need to move on. Well, to the thank issue you. But I would like to go back because the reality is that we're going to have a vaccine, Senator, in record time, in unheard of time, in less than a year. We have five companies in phase three clinical trials, and we're right now producing tens of millions of doses. You know, if you work for a company for years before COVID came along and they let you go, you might have left some treasure behind. Your old 401 or IRA could be worth thousands and it's still working for the firm, not you. So if you're a bit uncertain about what the future holds right now, you should call the team at Noble Gold, 877-646-5347. And if that's not incentive enough, with each qualified IRA, you'll get a solid silver five ounce Apollo coin free. So it's worth jumping on the phone right now and calling 877-646-5347. That is 877-646-5347. 
So the fact that you continue to undermine public confidence in a vaccine, if the vaccine emerges during the Trump administration, I think is is unconscionable. And Senator, I, I just ask you, stop playing politics with people's lives. The reality is that we will have a vaccine, we believe, before the end of this year. And it will have the capacity to save countless American lives and, and your continuous undermining uh, of confidence in a vaccine is just, it, it's just unacceptable. And let me also say, you know, the reality is when you talk about, about failure in this administration, we actually do know what failure looks like in a pandemic. It was 2009. The swine flu arrived in the United States. Thankfully, it was, ended up not being as lethal as the coronavirus. But before the end of the year, when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, not seven and a half million people contracted the swine flu. Sixty million Americans contracted the swine flu. If the swine flu had been as lethal as the coronavirus in 2009, when Joe Biden was vice president, we would have lost two million American lives. His own chief of staff, Ron Klain, would say last year that it was pure luck that they did, quote, everything possible wrong. And, and we learned from that. They left the strategic national stockpile empty. They left uh, an empty and hollow plan, but we Thank still you, learned president from Pence. it. And I, I think Vice the American Pence, people, I'm going to say again, can be proud Vice president Pence, I'm sorry, of what your time we have up. done. And Senator, please Thank you, stop president undermining Pence. confidence in a vaccine. Senator Harris, let me ask you the same question that I asked sure. Vice President Pence, which is, have you had a conversation or reached an agreement with Vice President Biden about safeguards or procedures when it comes to the issue of presidential disability? And if not, and if you win the election next month, do you think you should? You have two minutes uninterrupted. So let me tell you, first of all, um, the day I got the call from, from Joe Biden, it was actually a Zoom call. Um, asking me to serve with him on this ticket was probably one of the most memorable memorable days of my life. Um, I, you know, I thought about my mother, who came to the United States at the age of 19, um, gave birth to me at the age of 25 at Kaiser Hospital in Oakland, California. And um, the thought that I'd be sitting here right now, um, I know would make her proud, and she must be looking down on this. Um, You know, Joe and I were raised in a very similar way. We were raised with values that are about hard work, about the value and the dignity of public service, and about the importance of fighting for the dignity of all people. And I think Joe asked me to serve with him because, you know, I have a career that included being elected the first woman district attorney of San Francisco, where I created models of innovation for for law enforcement in terms of reform of the criminal justice system. I was elected... Um, the first uh, woman of color and black woman to be elected attorney general of the state of California, where I ran the second largest department of justice in the United States, second only to the United States Department of Justice. And there I took on everything from transnational criminal organizations to the big banks that were taking advantage of homeowners to for-profit colleges that were taking advantage of veterans. And then, of course, now I serve in the United States Senate as only the second black woman ever elected the United States Senate. I serve on the Senate Intelligence Committee, where I've been in regular receipt of classified information about threats to our nation and hotspots around the world. I've traveled the world. I've met with our soldiers in, our, in war zones. 
And I think Joe has asked me to serve with him because he knows that we share. We share a purpose, which is about lifting up the American people. And after the four years that we have seen of Donald Trump unifying our country around our common values and principles. Thank you, Senator Harris. You know, neither, neither President Trump nor Vice President Biden has released a sort of detailed health information that had become the modern norm until the 2016 election. And in recent days, President Trump's doctors have given misleading answers or refused to answer basic questions about his health. And my question to each of you, in turn, is, is this information voters deserve to know? Vice President Pence, would you like to go first? Well, I, Susan, thank you. And, uh, and let, me, let me say, on behalf of the president and the first lady, how moved we've all been by the outpouring of prayers and concern for the president. And I do believe it's emblematic of the prayers and the concern that have ushered forth for every American impacted by the coronavirus. But the care the president received at Walter Reed Hospital, the White House doctors, was exceptional. And the transparency that they practiced all along the way will continue. The American people have a right to know about the health and well-being of their president, and will continue to do that. But I'm just extremely grateful and was more than, more than a little moved uh, by the broad and bipartisan support. And, uh, Senator, I want to thank you and Joe Biden for your expressions and genuine concern. Okay. And I also want to congratulate you, uh, as I did on that phone call, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on uh, the historic nature of your nomination. Thank you. Um, uh, I, I never expected to be on this stage four years ago, so I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the reality is uh, we've got an election before the American people in the midst of this challenging year. And the stakes have never been higher, but I think the choice has never been clear. I want to give Senator Harris a chance to respond to the same question I asked, which is do voters have a right to know more detailed health information about presidential candidates and especially about presidents, especially when they're facing some kind of challenge. Absolutely. And that's why Joe Biden has been so incredibly transparent. And certainly, by contrast, um, the the president has not, um, both in terms of health records, but also let's look at taxes. Um, We now know, because of great investigative journalism, that Donald Trump paid $750 in taxes. When I first heard about it, I I literally said, you mean $750,000? And it was like, no, $750. We now know Donald Trump owes and is in debt for $400 million. And just so everyone is clear, when, when we say in debt, it means you owe money to somebody. And it'd be really good to know who the president of the United States, the commander in chief, owes money to because the American people have a right to know what is influencing the president's decisions. And is he making those decisions on the best interest of the American people, of you, or self-interest? So, Susan, I'm glad you asked about transparency because it has to be across the board. Joe has been incredibly transparent over many, many years. The one thing we all know about Joe... He puts it all out there. He he is honest. He is forthright. But Donald Trump, on the other hand, has been about covering up everything. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Senator Harris. I want to give you a chance to respond, Vice President. Well, look, I I respect the fact that Joe Biden spent 47 years in public life. I respect your public service as well. Thank you. The American people have a president who's a businessman. It's a job creator who's paid 
tens of millions of dollars in taxes, payroll taxes, property taxes. He's created tens of thousands of American jobs. And the president said those public reports are not accurate. And and the president's also released literally stacks of financial disclosures the American people can review just as the law allows. But the distinction here is that Joe Biden, 47 years in public service, compared to President Donald Trump, who brought all of that experience four years ago. Thank you, thank you, and Vice turned President. turned this economy around by cutting taxes, rolling back regulation, thank you, thank American you, Vice President. Energy, fighting for free and fair trade, and all thank, of that's thank on you, the Vice line President if Pence. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You know, that's a are good segue into our third topic, segue. which is about the economy. This has been another aspect of life for Americans that's been so affected by this coronavirus. We have a jobs crisis brewing. On Friday, we learned that the unemployment rate had declined to 7.9% in September, but the job growth had stalled, and that was before the latest round of layoffs and furloughs in the airline industry at Disney and elsewhere. Hundreds of thousands of discouraged workers have stopped looking for work. Nearly 11 million jobs that existed at the beginning of the year haven't been replaced. Those hardest hit include Latinos, blacks, and women. Senator Harris, the Biden-Harris campaign has proposed new programs to boost the economy, and you would pay for that new spending by raising $4 trillion in taxes on wealthy individuals and corporations. Some economists warn that could curb entrepreneurial ventures that fuel growth and create jobs. Would raising taxes put the recovery at risk? And you have two minutes to answer uninterrupted. Thank you. Um, On the issue of the economy, I I think there couldn't be a more fundamental difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Trump is for America. Joe Biden believes you measure the health and the strength of America's economy based on the health and the strength of the American worker and the American family. That's Trump. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump, who measures the strength of the economy based on how rich people are doing, which is why he passed a tax bill benefiting the top 1% and the biggest corporations of America, leading to a $2 trillion deficit that the American people are going to have to pay for. On day one, Joe Biden will repeal that tax bill. He'll get rid of it. And what he'll do with the money is invest it in the American people. And through a plan that is about investing in infrastructure, something that Donald Trump said he would do. I remember hearing about some infrastructure week. I don't think it ever happened. But Joe Biden will do that. He'll invest in infrastructure. It's about upgrading our roads and bridges, but also investing in clean energy and renewable energy. Joe is going to invest that money in what we need to do around innovation. There was a time when our country believed in science and invested in research and development so that we were an innovation leader on the globe. Joe Biden will use that money to invest in education. So, for example, for folks who want to go to a two-year community college, it will be free. If you come from a family that makes who less than $125,000, you'll who go to a public university for free. Everything will and be government ran. We'll make sure that if you have student loan debt, it's cut by $10,000. That's how Joe Biden thinks about the economy, which is it's about investing in the people of our country as opposed to passing a tax bill, which had the benefit of that letting America help many Americans because more people worked to do their business in this country than ever before. Thank she you, doesn't want to acknowledge that. They don't Vice ever President acknowledge Pence, your administration that. has been predicting a rapid and robust recovery. But the latest economic report suggests that's not happening. Should Americans be braced? for an economic comeback that is going to take not months, but a year or more? 
You have two minutes to answer uninterrupted. When President Trump and I took office, America had gone through the slowest economic recovery since the Great Depression. It's when Joe Biden was vice president, they tried to tax and spend and regulate and bail our way back to a growing economy. President Trump cut taxes across the board. Despite what uh, Senator Harris says, the average American family of four had $2,000 in savings in taxes. And with the rise in wages that occurred, most predominantly for blue-collar, hardworking Americans, the average household income for a family of four increased by $4,000 following President Trump's tax cuts. But America, you just heard Senator Harris tell you, on day one, Joe Biden's going to raise your taxes. It's really remarkable to think, Susan. I mean, right after a time where we're going through a pandemic that lost 22 million jobs at the height, we've already added back 11.6 million jobs because we had a president who cut taxes, rolled back regulation, unleashed American energy, fought for free and fair trade, and secured $4 trillion from the Congress of the United States to give direct payments to families, save 50 million jobs through the Paycheck Protection Program. We literally have spared no expense to help the American people and the American worker through this. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to raise taxes. They want to bury our economy under a $2 trillion Green New Deal, which you were one of the original co-sponsors of in the United States Senate. They want to abolish fossil fuels and ban fracking, which would cost hundreds of thousands of American jobs all across the heartland. And Joe Biden wants to go back to the economic surrender to China, that when we took office, half of our international trade deficit was with China alone. And Joe Biden wants to repeal all of the tariffs that President Trump put into effect to fight for American jobs and American workers. Mm. Joe Biden says democracy's on the ballot. Make no mistake about it, Susan. The, the American economy, the American comeback is on the ballot with four more years of growth Thank you, and opportunity, Thank four you, more years of President Donald Trump. 2021 Thank is going to be President. the biggest economic year in the history of this country. Thank you, Vice President. Yes. Senator Harris. Well, I mean, I thought we saw enough of it in last week's debate, but I think this is supposed to be a debate based on fact and truth. And the truth and the fact is Joe Biden has been very clear. He will not raise taxes on anybody who makes less than $400,000 a year. He said he's repeal the Trump tax cuts. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Well, <laughs> I'm speaking. It'd be important if you said the truth. Joe Biden said twice in the debate <laughs> Thank last you, week Mike he's Pence. going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. Yes. That was tax cuts that gave the average working family $2,000 in a tax break every single year. That is, Senator, yes. that is absolutely not true. That is, he only bill, cutting, is he only going to repeal part of the Trump tax cuts? If you don't mind letting me finish, <laughs> we can then have a conversation, okay? Please. Okay. Joe Biden will not raise taxes on anyone who makes less than $400,000 a year. He has been very clear about that. Joe Biden will not end fracking. He has been very clear about that. So in jobs. Joe Biden is the one who, during the, the Great Recession, was responsible for the Recovery Act that brought America back. And now the Trump-Pence administration wants to take credit when they, ran, when they rode the co- coattails of Joe Biden's success for the economy that they had at the beginning of their term. Of course, now the economy is a complete disaster. But Joe Biden, on the one hand, did that. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump, who has reigned over a recession that is being compared to the Great Depression. On the one hand, you have Joe Biden, who was responsible with President Barack Obama for the Affordable Care Act, 
which brought health care to over 20 million Americans and protected people with pre-existing conditions. And what it also did is it saved those families who otherwise were going bankrupt. And also penalized people who did not pay into it. I had family members that got penalized from it. Trying to get rid of, trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act, which means that you will lose protections if you have pre-existing conditions. And I just that's a lie. That is a lie. We need to give. We need to give Vice President. That is a lie. She is straight up lying. Please, if you have a pre-existing condition, heart disease, diabetes, breast cancer. They're coming for you. If you love someone who has a pre-existing condition, Thank you. Thank they're you, coming Harris. for you. If you are under the age of 26 on your parents' coverage, they're coming for you. Senator Harris, See, look at that. You. That's a total a lie. Well, I hope we have a chance to talk about health care because Obamacare was a disaster. The American yes. people remember it well. And President Trump and I have a plan to, to improve health care and protect pre-existing conditions for every American. But look, uh, Senator Harris, you're, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. <laughs> you yourself said on multiple occasions when you were running for president that you would ban fracking. Joe Biden looked at a supporter in the eye and pointed and said, I guarantee, I guarantee that we will abolish fossil fuels. They have a $2 trillion version of the Green New Deal, Susan, that your newspaper, USA Today, said really wasn't that very di- different from the original Green New Deal. More taxes, more regulation, banning fracking, abolishing fossil fuel, crushing American energy, and economic surrender to ch- China is a prescription for <laughs> economic decline. President Trump and I will keep America growing. The V-shaped recovery that's underway right now will continue with four more years of President Donald Trump. In the thank, thank you very, very much, Vice President Pence. Once again, you've provided the perfect segue to a new topic, which is climate change. And Vice President Pence, I'd like to pose the first question to you. This year, we've seen record-setting hurricanes in the South. Another one, Hurricane Delta, is now threatening the Gulf. And we have seen record-setting wildfires in the West. Do you believe, as the scientific community has concluded that man-made climate change has made wildfires bigger, hotter, and more deadly, and have made hurricanes wetter, slower, and more damaging. You have two minutes uninterrupted. Thank you, Susan. Well, first, I'm very proud of our record on the environment and on conservation. According to all of the best estimates, our, our air and land are cleaner than any time ever recorded, and our water is among the cleanest in the world. And just a little while ago, the president signed the Outdoors Act. It's the largest investment in our public lands and public parks in 100 years. So President Trump has made a commitment to conservation and to the environment. Now, with regard to climate change, the climate is changing. But the issue is, what's the cause and what do we do about it? President Trump has made it clear that we're going to continue to listen to the science. Now, Joe Biden... And Kamala Harris would put us back in the Paris Climate Accord. They'd impose the Green New Deal, which would crush American energy, would increase the energy costs of American families in their homes, and literally would crush American jobs. Yes. President Trump and I believe that the progress that we have made in a cleaner environment has been happening precisely because we have a strong free market economy. You know, what's remarkable is... The United States has reduced CO2 more than the countries that are still in the Paris Climate Accord, but we've done it through innovation. 
And we've done it through natural gas and fracking, which, Senator, the American people can go look at the record. I, I know Joe Biden says otherwise now, as you do, but the both of you repeatedly committed to abolishing fossil fuel and banning of fracking. And so by creating the kind of American innovation, we're actually steering toward a stronger and better environment. With regard to wildfires, President Trump and I believe that forest management has to be front and center, and even Governor Gavin Newsom from your state has agreed we've got to work on forest management. And with regard to hurricanes, the National Oceanic Administration tells us that actually as, as difficult as they are, Thank you, Vice President. there are no more hurricanes today than Thank there you. were 100 years ago. Thank you. But That's many true. of the climate alarmists use hurricanes and wildfires to try and Thank sell you, the Vice bill President. of goods yes. of a Green New Deal. And President Trump and I are going to always put Thank American you, jobs Vice and American yes. workers first. Senator Thank Harris, you. as the Vice President mentioned, you co-sponsored the Green New Deal in Congress. But Vice President Biden said in last week's debate that he does not support the Green New Deal. But if you look at the Biden-Harris campaign website, it describes the Green New Deal as a crucial framework. Mm. What exactly would be the stance of a Biden-Harris administration toward the Green New Deal? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Sure. So first of all, I will repeat, and the American people know, that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. That is a fact. I He's already said that he would. That Joe Biden has been very clear that no, he, he thinks about growing jobs, which is why he will not increase taxes for anyone who makes less. Him than and Obama got rid of jobs. They're going to do the same thing. Joe Biden's economic plan, Moody's, which is a reputable Wall Street firm, has said will create seven million more jobs than Donald Trump's, and part of those jobs that will be created by Joe Biden are going to be about clean energy and renewable energy. Because, you see, Joe understands that the west coast of our country is burning, including my home state of California. Joe sees what is happening on the Gulf states, which are being battered by storms. Joe has seen and talked with the farmers in Iowa whose entire crops have been destroyed because of floods. And so Joe believes, again, in science. I'll tell you something, Susan. I served when I first got to the Senate. 47 years and eight years on Obama. He didn't do, do any of this to help the American people. But now all of a sudden he's going to, right? off the website and then took the phrase climate change off the website. This, we have seen a pattern with this administration, which is they don't believe in science. And Joe's plan is about saying because we're going to deal with this, but we're also going to create jobs. Donald Trump, when asked about the wildfires in California, and, and the question was, you know, the science is telling us this. You know what Donald Trump said? Science doesn't know. So let's talk about who is prepared to lead our country over the course of the next four years on what is an existential threat to us as human beings. Joe is about saying we're going to invest that in renewable energy. It's going to be about the creation of millions of jobs. We will achieve net um, zero emissions by 2050, carbon neutral by 2035. Joe has a plan. This has been a lot of talk from the Trump administration, and really it has been to go backward instead of forward. We will also reenter the climate agreement with pride. Senator Harris just said that climate change is an existential threat. Vice President Pence, do you believe that climate change poses an existential threat? As I said, Susan, the climate is changing. We'll follow the science. But uh, once again, uh, Senator Harris, uh, 
is denying the fact that they're going to raise taxes on every American. Joe Biden said twice in the debate last week that on day one, he was going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. Those tax cuts delivered $2,000 in tax relief to the average family of four across America. And with regard to banning fracking, I just recommend that people look at the record. You yourself said repeatedly that you would ban fracking. You were the first Senate co-sponsor of the Green New Deal. And while Joe Biden denied the Green New Deal, Susan, thank you for pointing out the Green New Deal is on their campaign website. And as USA Today said, it's essentially the same plan as you co-sponsored with AOC when she submitted it in the Senate. And you just heard the senator say that she's going to resubmit America to the Paris Climate Accord. Look, the, the American people have always cherished our environment. We'll continue to cherish it. We've made great progress reducing CO2 emissions through American innovation and the development of natural gas through fracking. We don't need a massive $2 trillion Green New Deal that would impose all new mandates on American businesses and American families. Thank you. Joe Biden wants us Thank to retrofit 4 million Thank American business yes. buildings. It makes no sense. It will cost jobs. President Trump Thank is going to put President America yes. first. He's going to put jobs first, and we're going to take care of our environment and follow the science. Thank, Thank you, but, you, you know, On the issue of jobs, Senator Harris. let's talk about that. You, the, the vice president earlier referred to, as part of what he thinks is an accomplishment, um, the, the president's trade war with China. You lost that trade war. You lost it. What ended up happening is because of a so-called trade war with China, America lost 300,000 manufacturing jobs. Farmers have experienced bankruptcy because of it. We are in a manufacturing recession because of it. And when we look at where this administration has been, there are estimates that by the end of the term of this administration, they will have lost more jobs than almost any other. First president ever to create jobs in this country where more black people, more women, and more Hispanics were working than ever before in history. And she had the nerve to come on stage and lie about it. She completely, they completely forget about that. Democrats have amnesia. We're looking at people who are trying to figure out how they're going to pay rent by the end of the month. Almost half of American renters are worried about whether they're going to be able to pay Because the Democrats the are wanting to month. shut everything this down. Because you're wanting to shut it all down right and keep it and shut it down, preventing people from going back to work. And the failure of leadership of this administration. Thank you, Senator Harris. Vice President Pence, let me give you just 15 seconds to respond, because then I want to move on. To well, I, I'd love to respond. Look, um, lost the trade war with China. Joe Biden never fought it. Joe Biden has been a cheerleader for communist China through over the last several decades. And, and again, Thank you. Senator Harris, you're entitled to your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. When Joe <laughs> Biden was vice president. We lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs. And President Obama said they were never coming back. He said we needed a magic wand to bring them back. In our first three years after we cut taxes, you, rolled back president. regulation, unleashed American energy, this administration saw 500,000 manufacturing you, jobs yes. created. And that's exactly the kind of growth we're going to continue to see as we bring our nation through thank you, Vice this president pandemic. But a Green New thank Deal, you, your Vice massive president new Pence. mandate, your Paris Climate Accord, it's going to kill jobs this time, just like it killed jobs. Socialism. They wanted to bring socialism. Green New Deal means socialism. Thank you. Joe Biden is responsible for saving 
America's auto industry, and you voted against it. So let's set the record straight. Thank you. I'd like to talk about China. We have, as our next topic, we have no more complicated or consequential foreign relationship than the one with China. It is a huge market for American agricultural goods. It's a potential partner in dealing with climate change in North Korea. And in a video tonight, President Trump again blamed it for the coronavirus, saying China will pay. Vice President Pence, how would you describe our our fundamental relationship with China? Competitors, adversaries, enemies? You have two minutes. Thank you, Susan. Well, let me, before I leave that, let me, let me speak to voting records if I can. You know, everybody knows that NAFTA cost literally thousands of American factories to close. We saw automotive jobs go south of the border. President Trump fought to renegotiate NAFTA. And the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement is now the law of the land. American people deserve to know Senator Kamala Harris was one of only 10 members of the Senate to vote against the USMCA. It was a huge win for American auto workers. It was a huge win for American farmers, especially dairy in the upper Midwest. But, Senator, you, you said it didn't go far enough on climate change, mm-hmm. that, that you put your, your radical environmental agenda ahead of American auto workers and ahead of American jobs. Sure I, you did. Know, people deserve to know that. It's probably why Newsweek magazine said that, that Kamala Harris was the most liberal member of the United States Senate in 2019, more liberal than Bernie Sanders, uh, more, more liberal than any of the others in the United States Senate. So now with regard to China, look, Susan, first and foremost, China is to blame for the coronavirus. And President Trump is not happy about Save it. He's made country. that very clear, made it clear again today. China and the World Health Organization did not play straight with the American people. They did not let our personnel into China to get information on the coronavirus until the middle of February. Fortunately, President Trump, in dealing with China from the outset of this administration, standing up to China that had been taking advantage of America for decades in the wake of Joe Biden's cheerleading for China, President Trump made that decision before the end of January to suspend all travel from China. Sure did. And again, the American people deserve to know Joe Biden opposed President Trump's decision to suspend all travel from China. He said it was hysterical. He said it was xenophobic. But President Trump has stood up to China. We're going to continue to stand strong. Thank you, Vice President Pence. We want to improve the relationship, but we're going to level the playing field and we're going to hold China accountable for what they did to America with the coronavirus. Thank you. Senator Harris, let me ask you the same question that I asked the vice president. How would you describe our fundamental relationship with China? Are we competitors, adversaries, enemies? You'll have two minutes uninterrupted. Susan, the Trump administration's perspective and approach to China has resulted in the loss of American lives, American jobs, and American standing. Not true. It's lying again. There's a weird obsession that President Trump has had with getting rid of whatever accomplishment was achieved by President Obama and Vice President Biden. For example, they created within the White House an office that basically was responsible for monitoring pandemics. They got away. They they got rid of it. Not true. There was a team of disease experts that President Obama 
and Vice President Biden dispatched to China to monitor what is now predictable and what might happen. They pulled them out. We now are looking at 210,000 Americans who have lost their lives. Let's look at the job situation. We mentioned before the trade deal, the trade war, they wanted to call it, with China. It resulted in the loss of over 300 manufacturing jobs and a manufacturing recession and the American consumer paying thousands of dollars more for goods because of that failed war that they called it. Then let's talk about standing. How is it not a a reputable research firm has done an analysis that shows that leaders of all of our formerly allied countries have now decided that they hold in greater esteem and respect Xi Jinping, the head of the Chinese Communist Party, than they do Donald Trump, the president of the United States, the commander-in-chief of the United States. This is where we are today because of a failure of leadership by this administration. Oh, my goodness. Senator Harris, we've seen changes in the, in the role of the United States in terms of global leadership over the past four years. And, of course, times do change. What's your definition? We've seen strains with China, of course, as the vice president mentioned. We've seen strains with our traditional allies in NATO and elsewhere. What is your definition of the role of American leadership in 2020? So, you know, Joe is, I, I love talking with Joe about a lot of these issues. And, you know, Joe, he, I think he said it quite well. He says, you know, foreign policy, it might sound complicated, but really it's relationships. So just think about it as relationships. And so we know this in our personal and professional relationships. Um, you got to keep your word to your friends. Got to be loyal to your friends. People who have stood with you, got to stand with them. You got to know who your adversaries are and keep them in check. But what we have seen with Donald Trump is that he has betrayed our friends and, 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 and embraced dictators around the world. Let's take, for example, Russia. So Russia, I serve on the Intelligence Committee of the United States Senate. America's intelligence community told us Russia interfered in the election of the president of the United States in 2016 and is playing in 2020. Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, said the same. But Donald Trump, the commander-in-chief of the United States of America, prefers to take the word of Vladimir Putin over the word of the American intelligence community. You look at our friends at NATO. He has walked away from agreements. You can talk, look at the Iran nuclear deal, which now has put us in a position where we are less safe because they are building up what might end up being a significant nuclear arsenal. We were in that deal, guys. We were in the Iran nuclear deal with friends, with allies around the country. And because of Donald Trump's unilateral approach to foreign policy, coupled with his isolationism, he pulled us out and has made America less safe. So, Susan, it's about relationships. And the thing that has always been part of the strength of our nation, in addition to our great military has been that we keep our word. But Donald Trump doesn't understand that. because Biden and Obama wanted to deplete the military. They actually did. It took President Trump to build the military back up. President Pence, let me give you a chance to respond. What does she she think Um, we're stupid? Well, President Trump kept his word when we moved the American embassy to Jerusalem. Yes. The capital of the state of Israel. 
When Joe Biden was vice president, they promised to do that, and they never did. We've stood strong <laughs> with our allies, but we've been demanding. NATO is now contributing more to our common defense than ever before, thanks to President Trump's leadership. We've strengthened our alliances across the Asia-Pacific, and we've stood strong uh, against those who would do us harm. You know, when President Trump came into office, uh, ISIS had captured an area of the Middle East the size of Pennsylvania. But President Trump unleashed the American military, and our armed forces destroyed the ISIS caliphate and took down their leader, al-Baghdadi, without one American casualty. Al-Baghdadi was uh, responsible for the death of thousands. Yep. Um, but notably, America's hearts today are with the family of Kayla Mueller, her parents of which are here with us tonight in Salt Lake City. Today, two of the ISIS killers responsible for Kayla Mueller's murder were brought to justice in the United States. Jihadi John was killed on the battlefield along with the other beetle. The reality is that when Joe Biden was vice president, we had an opportunity mm. to save Kayla Miller. Mm. Breaks my heart to reflect on it, but the military came into the Oval Office, presented a plan. They said they knew where Kayla was. Baghdadi had held her for 18 months, abused her mercilessly before they killed her. But when Joe Biden was vice president, they hesitated for a month. And when armed forces finally went in, it was clear she'd been moved two days earlier. And her family says with a heart that broke the heart of every American that if President Donald Trump had been president, they believe Kayla would be alive today. Thank you, Vice Look, President. Look, we destroyed the ISIS caliphate. Uh, and you talk about reentering the Iran nuclear deal. I mean, the last administration transferred $1.8 billion to the leading state sponsor Thank you, Vice of President terrorism. Pence. President Donald Trump got us out of the deal. Thank you, Vice President Pence. And, and when Qasem Soleimani was traveling to Baghdad, Thank you, to Vice do harm Pence. to Americans, President Donald Trump took Thank you, Vice out. President Pence. And America is, is safer, our allies are safer, and the American people know <laughs> President Donald Trump will never have... Thank you, Vice President Pence. And Biden action. did nothing and I would like to, to give prevent. Senator Harris a, a chance to respond, but not at such great length, because, of course, there are other topics we want to talk about. But I would like equal time. Please. Yes. Thank you. Please go ahead. Uh, first of all, to the Mueller family, I, I, I know about your daughter's case, and I'm so sorry. You didn't care? I'm so sorry. Now you're acting like you care. Um, what happened to her is awful. It was a woman. And you didn't do anything. Happen. You were a senator during the time. And I know Joe feels the same way. And I know that President Obama feels the same way. Um, but you mentioned Soleimani. Let's, let's start there. So after the strike on Soleimani, there was a counter strike on our troops in Iraq. And they suffered serious brain injuries. And do you know what Donald Trump dismissed them as? Headaches. And this is about a pattern of Donald Trump's, where he has referred to our men who are serving in our military as that, See, this is straight up a lie. Donald Trump. Like, no tomorrow. went to Arlington Cemetery. This woman is evil. And stood above the graves of our fallen heroes. And said, what's in it for them? Because, of course, you know, he only thinks about what's in it for him. Let's take what he said about John McCain, a great American hero. And, and, and Donald Trump says 
He doesn't deserve to be called a hero because he was a prisoner of war. Take, and this is, this is very important when you want to talk about who is the current commander-in-chief and what they care about and what they don't care about. Public reporting that Russia had bounties on the heads of American soldiers. And so you know what, what about is? when it's U.S. personnel was captured and Obama and did nothing about it? Killed. All, Obama Donald allowed Trump them to get captured. talked at least six times to Vladimir Putin and never brought up the subject. Joe Biden would never oh, do what that. What about Joe Hunter? Would, but, but Joe 3. Biden 3.3 plus million dollars Russia from Russia. Are you going to talk about that? To our nation's security or to our troops who are sacrificing their lives for the sake of our no, democracy. She wants to defund the troops. She wants to defund the police department. She hates She hates well, the ICE patrol. She, she called the ICE members KKK. Kamala Harris is not for the military. Her or Joe Biden. I'm sorry, Vice President, but you've had more time than she's had so far. The slanders against President Donald Trump regarding men and women of our armed forces are mm. absurd. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry, Vice My President My son is Pence. a captain in the United yes. States Marine Corps. My son-in-law is deployed in the United States Navy. I can assure all of you, with sons and daughters serving in our military, President Donald Trump not only respects but reveres yes. all of those who serve in our armed forces. Yes. And any suggestion otherwise is ridiculous. Absolutely. But let Thank me you, also Vice say, President the American Pence, people deserve, you know, Susan, Vice President the American Pence, people deserve I didn't to know. Vice President Pence, I did not, excuse me, Susan, the I did not create the rules for tonight. Joe Biden. You, your campaigns agreed to the rules for tonight's I, debate I, with I, the Commission on President. He's not letting Kamala Harris get away with the lies. That's what's going on here. Kamala Harris is straight up evil which is what I'm trying very hard to go do. right ahead. So I want to go ahead and move to the next topic, which is an important one, as the last topic was, and that is the Supreme Court. On Monday, the Senate Judiciary Committee is scheduled to open hearings on Amy Coney Barrett's nomination to the Supreme Court. Senator Harris, you'll be there as a member of the committee. Her confirmation would cement the court's conservative majority and make it likely open to more abortion restrictions, even to overturning the landmark Roe v. Wade ruling. Access to abortion would then be up to the states. Vice President Pence, you're the former governor of Indiana. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, what would you want Indiana to do? Would you want your home state to ban all abortions? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Well, thank you for the question, but I'll use a little bit of my time to respond to that very important issue before. The American people deserve to know Qasem Soleimani, the Iranian general, was responsible for the death of hundreds of American service members. When the opportunity came, we saw him headed to Baghdad to kill more Americans. President Trump didn't hesitate, and Qasem Soleimani is gone. But you deserve to know that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris actually criticized the decision to take out Qasem Soleimani. Yep. It's really inexplicable, sure but with regard to Joe Biden, it's, it's explainable. Because history records that Joe Biden actually opposed the raid against Osama bin Laden. It's absolutely essential that we have a commander-in-chief who will not hesitate to act to protect American lives and to protect American service members, and that's what you have in President Donald Trump. Now, with regard to the Supreme Court of the United States, let me say President Trump and I could not be more enthusiastic about the opportunity to see Judge Amy Coney Barrett become Justice Amy Coney Barrett. She's a brilliant woman, 
and uh, she will bring a lifetime of experience and a sizable American family to the Supreme Court of the United States. And our hope is in the hearing next week, unlike Justice Kavanaugh received with treatment from you and others, <laughs> we hope she gets a fair hearing. And we particularly hope that we don't see the kind of attacks on her Christian faith that we saw before. Mm. I mean, the Democrat chairman of the Judiciary Committee before, when, when Judge Barrett was being confirmed for the Court of Appeals, expressed concern that the dogma of her faith lived loudly in her. Dick Durbin of Illinois said that it was a concern. Uh, Senator, I know one of our judicial nominees, you actually attacked because they were a member of the Catholic Knights of Columbus, just because the Knights of Columbus holds pro-life views and Thank you. Views. Thank you, Vice President Pence. So Your my time hope is, is up. that when the hearing takes place, that, Thank you, Vice that, President Pence. that Judge Amy Coney Barrett will be respected, Thank treated you, Vice respectfully, President Pence. voted and confirmed Thank to the you. Supreme Court of the United States. Senator Harris, you're the senator from and former Attorney General of California. So let me ask you a parallel question to the one I posed to the Vice President. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, what would you want California to do? Would you want your home state to enact no restrictions on access to abortion. And you have two minutes uninterrupted. Thank you, Susan. First of all, Joe Biden and I are both people of faith. And it's insulting to suggest that we would knock anyone for their faith. And in fact, Joe, if elected, will be only the second uh, practicing Catholic uh, as president of the United States. Yeah, but States. they don't talk about Joe Biden uh, being a Catholic, but they talk about Amy Coney Barrett. Why is that? Joe and I are very clear, as are the majority of the American people. We are 27 days before the decision about who will be the next president of the United States. And, you know, before when this conversation has come up, you know, it's been about election year or election time. We're literally in an election. Over 4 million people have voted People are in the process of voting right now. And so Joe has been very clear, as the American people are, let the American people fill that seat in the White House, and then we'll fill that seat on the United we States. We did. Supreme we Court. voted so President Trump 2016 to fill the seat and to fill that serious. seat. There's, the issue of There's nothing different about it. I will always fight for a woman's right to make a decision about her own body. It should be her decision and not that of Donald Trump and, and the vice president, Michael Pence. But let's also look at what else is before the, the, the court. It's the Affordable Care Act. Like, literally in the midst of a public health pandemic, pandemic. when over 210,000 people have died and 7 million people probably have what will be in the future considered a pre-existing condition because you, you, you contracted the virus. Had it not been President, for President Trump, 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 it would have been 2.3 million. the Affordable Care Act. And I said it before, and it bears repeating. This means that there will be no more protections if they win for people with pre-existing conditions. There she going this with the lie again. That over 20 million people will lose your coverage. It means that if you're under the age of 26, you can't stay on your parents' coverage anymore. And here's the thing. The contrast couldn't be more clear. They're trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Thank Joe you. Biden is saying, let's expand coverage. Let's give you a choice of a public Thank option you, or private coverage. Let's bring down premiums. Let's lower Medicare eligibility to 60. Thank you, Senator. That's true leadership. You know, you mentioned uh, earlier, Vice President Pence, that the president was committed to maintaining protections for people with pre-existing conditions. Um, 
And but you do have this court case that you are supporting, your administration supporting, that would strike down the Affordable Care Act. The, the president says, President Trump says that he's going to protect people with pre-existing conditions, but he has not explained how he would do that. And that was one of the toughest nuts to crack when they were passing the Affordable Care Act. So tell us specifically, how would your administration protect Americans with pre-existing conditions to have access to affordable insurance if the Affordable Care Act is struck down? Well, uh, thank you, Susan. But let me just say, addressing your very first question, I, I couldn't be more proud to serve as vice president to a president who stands without apology for the sanctity of human life. I'm pro-life. I, I don't apologize for it. And this is another one of those cases where there's such a dramatic contrast. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris support taxpayer funding of abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. Late-term abortion. They want to increase funding to Planned Parenthood of America. Now, for our part, I, I would never presume how Judge Amy Coney Barrett would rule on the Supreme Court of the United States, but um, we'll continue to stand strong for the right to life. When you speak about the Supreme Court, though, I think the American people really deserve an answer, Senator Harris. Are you and Joe Biden going to pack the court if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed? I mean, there have been 29 vacancies on the Supreme Court during presidential election years from George Washington to Barack Obama. Presidents have nominated in all 29 cases. But your party is actually openly advocating adding seats to the Supreme Court, which has had nine seats for 150 years, if you don't get your way. This is a classic case of if you can't win by the rules, you're going to change the rules. Now, you've refused to answer the question. Joe Biden has refused to answer the question. So I think the American people would really like to know if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States, are you and Joe Biden, if somehow you win this election, going to pack the Supreme Court to get your way? <laughs> I'm so glad we went through a little history lesson. Let's do that a little more. In 1864... Well, I'd like you to answer the question. Now, Mr. Yes, Vice President, I'm speaking. Please. I'm speaking. Okay. See, you see that? In 1864, one of the, I think, political heroes, certainly of the president, I, I assume of you also, Mr. Vice President, is Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln was up for re-election. And it was 27 days before the election. And a seat became open on the United States Supreme Court. Abraham Lincoln's party was in charge not only of the White House, but the Senate. But Honest Abe said, it's not the right thing to do. The American people deserve to make the decision about who will be the next president in the United States. And then that person can select who will serve for a lifetime on the highest court of our land. And so Joe and I are very clear. The American people are voting right now. And it should be their decision about who will serve on this most important body for a lifetime. Thank you. There's proof that she's lying right there. Y'all see that? Right now, they'd yep. like to yep. know if you and Joe Biden are going to pack the Supreme Court if you don't get your way in this nomination. Let's mm. talk about packing. You once Come again on. gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a non-answer. <laughs> trying to answer you the now. American people deserve a straight answer. And, and if you haven't figured it out yet, the straight answer is they are going to pack the Supreme Court yes. if they somehow win this election. The, Men and women, I, I, I got to tell you, people across this country, if you, somehow, if, they Court, somehow. if you cherish the separation of powers, you need to reject the Biden-Harris ticket. 
come November the 3rd, re-elect President Donald Trump, and we'll stand by that separation of powers in a nine-seat Supreme Court. Yeah, Thank let's you. talk about packing the court then. Let's talk about the Please. fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. So the Trump-Pence administration has been, because I sit on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Susan, as you mentioned, and I've witnessed the appointments for lifetime appointments to the federal courts, district courts, courts of appeal. People who are purely ideological, people who have been reviewed by, by legal professional organizations and found to have been not competent are substandard. And do you know that of the 50 people who President Trump appointed to the Court of Appeals for lifetime appointments, not one is black? This is what they've been doing. You want to talk about packing a court? Let's have that discussion. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. Let's go on and talk about the issue of racial justice. I, I just want the record to reflect she never answered the question. So I, the American, thank, thank maybe you. the next debate, Joe Biden will answer the question. <laughs> but I think the American people know the answer. Thank you, Vice President. In March, Breonna Taylor, a 26-year-old emergency room technician in Louisville, was shot and killed after police officers executing a search warrant in a narcotics investigation broke into her apartment. The police said they identified themselves. Taylor's boyfriend said he didn't hear them do that. He used a gun registered to him to fire a shot, which wounded an officer. The officers then fired more than 20 rounds into the apartment. They say they were acting in self-defense. None of them have been indicted in connection with her death. Senator Harris, in the case of Breonna Taylor, was justice done? You have two minutes. I don't believe so. And I've, I've talked with Breonna's mother, Tamika Palmer, and her family. And of her course family justice was done. Justice. She was, she was young she, her boyfriends were she drug dealers. She had her life goal to become a nurse, and she wanted to become an EMT to first learn what's going on out on the street so she could then become a nurse and save lives. And her life was taken unjustifiably and tragically and violently. And it just, it, it brings me to, you know, the eight minutes and 46 seconds that America uh, and George Floyd. During which an American man was tortured and killed under the <laughs> knee of an armed, uniformed police officer. She wants to defund the police department. And people around our country of every race, of every age, of every gender, perfect strangers to each other, marched shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, fighting for us to finally achieve that ideal of equal justice under law. And I was a part of those peaceful protests. And I believe strongly that, first of all, we are never going to condone violence, but we always must fight for the values that we hold dear, including the fight to achieve our ideals. And that's why Joe Biden and I have said on this subject, look, and I'm a, I'm a former career prosecutor, I know what I'm talking about. Bad cops are bad for good cops. We need reform of our policing in America and our criminal justice system, which is why Joe and I will immediately ban chokeholds and carotid holes. George Floyd would be alive today if we did that. We will require a national registry for police officers who break the law. We will, on the issue of criminal justice reform, get rid of private prisons and cash bail, and Thank we you. will decriminalize marijuana 
and Thank we you, will we will expunge the records of those who have Thank been. You, oh, but she locked up marijuana. a lot of people Thank under marijuana, so now she want to act like she's for everybody. A lot of black people in Oakland. Thank you, Senator Harris. Vice President Pence, let me pose the same question to you. In the case of Breonna Taylor, was justice done? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Well, our heart breaks for the loss of innocent, any innocent American life. And the family of Breonna Taylor has our sympathies. But I, I trust our justice system, a grand jury that refused the evidence. And it really is remarkable that as a former prosecutor, you would assume that an impaneled grand jury looking at all the evidence got it wrong. But uh, you're entitled to your opinion, Senator. I think, look, and with regard to George Floyd, there, there's no excuse for what happened to George Floyd. And justice will be served. But there's also no excuse for the rioting and looting that followed. Thank you. I mean, it, it really is astonishing. Flora Westbrook is with us here tonight in Salt Lake City. Just a few weeks ago, I stood at what used to be uh, her salon. It was burned to the ground. Same one I've been to. And looters. And, yes. and Flora is still trying to put her life back together. And I must tell you, this, this, this presumption that you hear consistently from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that, uh, that America is systemically racist. And that, as Joe Biden said, that he believes that law enforcement has an implicit bias against minorities is, is a great insult. It is. To the men and women who serve in law enforcement, and I want everyone to know who puts on the uniform of law enforcement every day, that President Trump and I stand with you. Thank you. It is remarkable that that when Senator Tim Scott tried to pass a police reform bill, brought together a group of Republicans and Democrats, Senator Harris, you got up and walked out of the room. And then you filibustered Senator Tim Scott's bill on the Senate floor that would have provided new accountability, new resources. But we don't have to choose between supporting law enforcement, proving public safety, and supporting our African-American neighbors you, and President. all of our minorities. Under President Trump's leadership, you, we will always Pence. stand with law enforcement and we'll do what we've done from day Pence, one and thank you. Your improve time is the up. lives of African Americans. Thank you, Vice Record President unemployment, Pence. record Vice investments Pence, in education, and up. we'll fight for school choice for all of our members. Thank you, Vice President. I'd like to respond. Senator Harris. I will not sit here and be lectured by the Vice President <laughs> on what it means to enforce the laws of our country. I am the only one on this stage. Yeah, she put so many black people in jail. Everything from child Seriously? sexual assault to homicide. <laughs> she's me, she not going to be like, she's butthurt. Look at her. She's butthurt. The only one on this stage who prosecuted for profit colleges for taking advantage of our veterans. What about all the black people you locked the reality up? Of this what about the two black that men that we were on death row that you refused to release the DNA evidence that would have set them free? The President of the United States took a debate stage in front of 70 million Americans and refused to condemn white supremacists. And he did condemn it white wasn't supremacists. like he didn't have a chance. He didn't do it. And then oh he my goodness, down. she's lying. And then he said, when pressed, Stand back. Stand by. And this is a part of a Proud boys are not white supremacists. Of Donald Trump's. You, he, was, he called Mexicans 
rapists, and criminals. No, that's not true. He instituted as his first act a Muslim ban. He, on the issue of Charlottesville. That's not true. It's the same countries Obama did the ban against. protesting. President Trump just did the same countries. Where a young woman was killed. And on the other side, there were neo-Nazis carrying tiki torches, shouting racial epithets. Always go back to Charlottesville. Anti-Semitic slurs. And Donald Trump, when asked about it, said there were fine people on both sides. Yeah, not all this Democrats are bad. President of the United States and America, Susan. you deserve better. Joe Biden will be a president who brings our country together. Senator Harris and, and, and recognizes the beauty in our diversity and the fact Senator that we all Harris, have so you. much more in common than what separates us. Vice President Pence, let me give you a minute to respond. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate that very much. You know, I think this is one of the things that uh, makes people dislike the media so much in this country, Susan, is that you selectively edit, just like Senator Harris did, comments that President Trump and I and others on our side of the aisle make. I mean, Senator Harris conveniently omitted, after after the president made comments about people on either side of the debate over monuments, he condemned the KKK, neo-Nazis, and white supremacists, and has done so repeatedly. Yes. You're concerned that he doesn't condemn neo-Nazis. President Trump has Jewish grandchildren. His daughter and son-in-law are Jewish. This is a president who, who respects and cherishes all of the American people. But you talk about having personally prosecuted. I'm glad you brought up your record, Senator. Thank you. That's, I, I really need to make this point. When you were, when you were DA in oh, San Francisco, when you left office... African-Americans were 19 times more likely to be prosecuted for minor drug offenses than whites. And there Hispanics. it is. When there you were it attorney is. general you. of California, Thank you, you increased the, purport, the disproportionate incarceration of Thank blacks you. in California. There it you is. You did nothing on criminal yep. justice reform in California. You didn't lift a That's, finger to you. pass the first step back on Capitol Hill. I mean, the reality is your record speaks for itself. President Trump and I have fought for criminal justice reform. Thank you, Vice President. He's killing it. Choice and opportunities for African-Americans, all of our members. Thank you, sir. And we'll do it for four months. Thank members. you. You know, there is no more important issue than the final issue that we're going to talk about tonight, and that is the issue of the election but, but itself. He attacked my record. I would like an opportunity. <laughs> Let me give you 30 seconds because, we, we, because we're running you out of You don't have a record. <laughs> it's a First terrible all, one, the one you do have. Having served as the Attorney General of the State of California... The work that I did is a model of what our nation needs to do. Oh, my God. We will be able to do. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Y'all hear this? Our agenda includes what this administration. This should terrify everybody. It will be about not only instituting a ban on chokeholds and carotid holes. Thank you. Not only. Thank you, Senator. I would like to go through. These are points that you made earlier in the hour. And I want to talk about the election itself before we have to. But I want to talk about the connection between what Joe and I will do and my record. I mean, no, we don't need what you and Joe wants to do. You want to destroy this country. Statewide officer to institute a requirement that my agents would wear body cameras and keep them on full time. We were the first to initiate a, a requirement that there would be a training for law enforcement on implicit bias because, yes, Joe Biden and I recognize that implicit bias does exist, Mr. Vice President, contrary to what you may believe. We did the work of instituting reforms that were about re- investing in reentry. This is the work that we have done and the work we will do going forward. And again, I will not be lectured by the Vice President. She's butthurt. On our record 
of what we have done in terms of law enforcement and keeping our community You did not help anybody, Kamala Harris. There's so many black people that despise you because of what you've done. First, I'd like you to respond first to the question on our final topic, the election itself. President Trump has several times refused to commit himself to a peaceful transfer of power after the election. If your ticket wins and President Trump refuses to accept a peaceful transfer of power, what steps would you and Vice President Biden then take? What would happen next? You have two minutes. So I'll tell you, um, Joe and I are, I think, particularly um, proud of the coalition that we've built around our campaign. We probably have one of the broadest coalitions of folks that you've ever seen in a presidential race. Of course, we have the support of Democrats, but also independents and Republicans. In fact, um, seven members of uh, President George W. Bush's cabinet Bush. are supporting our ticket. Bush. Uh, we have the support of, of Colin Powell, Cindy McCain, John Kasich, um, over 500 uh, Did she say generals, John McCain? Hired generals and, and former national security experts and advisors are supporting What, what Senator McCain is she and talking about? I believe about? they are doing that because they know that Joe Biden has a deep, deep-seated commitment to fight for our democracy. Not true. And to fight for the integrity of it's our a, democracy. It's and a constitutional republic. White House. And so we believe in the American people. We believe in our democracy. And here's what I'd like to say to everybody. Vote. Please vote. Vote, vote early. Trump. Come up with a plan to vote. Go to IWillVote.com. You can also go to, to JoeBiden.com. Oh we goodness. have it within our power in these next 27 days to make the decision about what will be the course of our country for the next four years. And it is within our power. And if we use our vote and we use our voice, we will win. And we will not let anyone subvert our democracy with what Donald Trump has been doing, as he did on the debate stage last week, when again in front of 70 million people, he openly attempted to suppress the vote. Joe Biden, on the other hand, on that same debate stage, because clearly Donald Trump doesn't think he can run on a record because it's a failed record, Joe Biden on that stage said, hey, just please vote. So I'll repeat what Joe said. Please vote. Thank you, Senator. Vice President Pence, President Trump has several times refused to commit himself to a peaceful transfer of power after the election. If Vice President Biden is declared the winner and President Trump refuses to accept a peaceful transfer of power, what would be your role and responsibility as vice president? What would you personally do? You have two minutes. Well, Susan, first and foremost, I think we're going to win this election. Because while uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris rattle off a long litany of the establishment in Washington, D.C., an establishment that Joe Biden's been a part of for 47 years. President Donald Trump has, has launched a movement of everyday Americans from every walk of life. And uh, I have every confidence that those, those same Americans that delivered that historic victory in 2016, they see this president's record where we rebuild our military. We revived our economy through tax cuts and rolling back regulation, fighting for fair trade, unleashing American energy. We appointed conservatives to our federal courts at every level. And, and we stood with the men and women of law enforcement every single day. And I think, I think that movement of Americans has only grown stronger in the last four years. But when you talk about accepting the outcome of the election, um, I, I must tell you, uh, Senator, your party has spent the last three and a half years trying to overturn the results of the last election. 
It's amazing. When Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, the FBI actually spied on President Trump and my campaign. I mean, there were documents released this week that the CIA actually made a referral uh, to the FBI documenting that those allegations were coming from the Hillary Clinton campaign. And, of course, we've all seen the avalanche, the, what, what you put the country through for, for the better part of, of three years until it was found that there was no obstruction, no collusion, case closed. And then, Senator Harris, you and your colleagues in the, in the Congress tried to impeach the president of the United States over a phone call. And now Hillary Clinton has actually said to Joe Biden that under, in her words, under no circumstances should he concede the election. So yes. let me just say, Thank I think you. we're going to win this election. President Trump and I are fighting every day in courthouses to prevent Joe Biden and Kamala Harris from changing the rules and creating this universal mail-in voting that will create a massive opportunity for voter fraud. And we have a free and fair election. Uh, we know we're going to have confidence in it. And I believe in all my heart that President Donald Trump's going to be reelected for four more years. You know, I've, uh, I've, asked, I've written all the questions that I've asked tonight. But for the final question of the debate, I'd like to um, write a, uh, read a question that someone else wrote. The Utah Debate Commission asked students in the state to write essays about what they would like to ask you. And I want to close tonight's debate with the question posed by Brecklin Brown. She's an eighth grader at Springville Junior High in Springville, Utah. And here's what she wrote, quote, When I watch the news, all I see is arguing between Democrats and Republicans. When I watch the news, all I see is citizen fighting against citizen. When I watch the news, all I see are two candidates from opposing parties trying to tear each other down. If our leaders can't get along, how are the citizens supposed to get along? And then she added, your examples could make all the difference to bring us together, end quote. So to each of you in turn, I'd like you to take one minute and respond to Brecklin. Vice President Pence, you have one minute. Brecklin, it's a wonderful question. And um, let me just commend you for taking an interest in, in public life. I, I started uh, following the news when I was very young. And in America... We believe in a free and open exchange of debate, uh, and we celebrate that. And it's how we've created literally the freest and most prosperous nation in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I would tell you that um, don't assume that what you're seeing on your local news networks is synonymous with the American people. You know, I look at the relationship between Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the late justice who we just lost from the Supreme Court, and the late Justice Antonin Scalia. They were on polar opposites on the Supreme Court of the United States, one very liberal, one very conservative. But what's been learned since her passing was the two of them and their families were the very closest of friends. I mean, here in America, we can disagree. We can debate vigorously, as Senator Harris and I have on this stage tonight. But when the debate is over, we come together as Americans. And that's what people do in big cities and small towns all across this country. So I just want to encourage you, Brecklin. I I want to tell you that um, we're going to work every day to have government as good as our people, the American people each and every day. Love a good debate. We love a good argument. But we always come together and are always there for one another in times of need. And we've especially learned that through the difficulties of this year. Senator Harris, what would you say to Brecklin? 
Um, first of all, I, I'm, I love hearing from our young leaders. And when I hear her words, when I hear your words, Brecklin, um, I know our future is bright because it is that perspective on who we are and who we should be um, that is a sign of leadership and is something we should all aspire to be. Um, and that, you know, that brings me to Joe. Joe Biden, one of the reasons that Joe decided to run for president is after Charlottesville, which we talked about earlier. Um, It so troubled him and upset him like it did all of us, that there was that kind of hate and division. Um, What propelled Joe to run for president was to see that over the course of the last four years, what Brecklin described has been happening. Joe has a long-standing reputation of working across the aisle and working in a bipartisan way. Uh, And that's what he's going to do as president. Joe Biden has a history of lifting people up and fighting for their dignity. You mean you have to know Joe's story to know that Joe has known pain, he has known suffering, and he has known love. And so, Brecklin, when you think about the future, I do believe the future is bright. And it will be because of your leadership, and it will be because we fight for each person's voice through their vote, and we get engaged in this election because you have the ability through your work and through eventually your vote Thank you, to Senator determine Harris. the future of our country and what its leadership looks like. Thank you, Senator Harris. Thank you, Vice President Pence. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. We want to thank also the University of Utah for its hospitality. And most of all, our thanks to all the Americans who watched this debate tonight. Again, our best wishes for a quick recovery to President Trump, the First Lady, and everyone who is battling COVID-19. The second presidential debate is next week on October 15th, a town hall-style debate in Miami. We hope you'll join us then. Good evening. Well, Camilla Harris is not happy. Camilla Harris is not happy. Eighth dog. She's not happy at all. She, it was like the times she got butt hurt over Mike Pence putting facts out. And she did not like it. She completely got butt hurt by it. Come on. You're not. <laughs> she, she didn't like Mike Pence exposing how wrong she is and how wrong how how and her lies all right everybody my name is will johnson that was the president the vice presidential debate the 2020 the only one who do you think won now i'm willing to bet if you flip over to the liberal media they're so delusional they're basically gonna say that camilla harris won But we all know Mike Pence is a stand-up guy. He's a stand-up guy. He has so much respect for himself. He has so much honor. Mike Pence just blew it out the water. He handled it. He completely handled it. And they are completely off their rockers. So let's let's do a little bit of this. Um, Let's do a little bit of this. I'm going to open up the phone lines because I want to hear what you have to say. 
I want to hear what you have to say about this. Because Kamala Harris got caught in lie after lie after lie. And you know the liberal media, they're going to say, well, Mike Pence lied. Well, we all know Kamala Harris. She was all for the Green New Deal. And even even the, the host, the moderator even brought up the fact that she was for the Green New Deal. And it's on Joe Biden's website. And they try to they try to deny it, trying to say that it's not on Joe Biden's website. But it is 100 percent on Joe Biden's website unless they removed this since since uh, last week, because I looked at it and it's on there. Joe Biden is for the Green New Deal. He's for he's for this whole globalist system. He's for, you know, the whole sexual alternate lifestyle. That is one of his major things on his website. And I'm pretty sure Joe Biden is not writing it. They got total leftist, communist, socialist, liberals writing it for him. But it's the point that it's on his website and he's not disagreeing with it. He's going right along with it and it's on his website. So I'm just kind of curious. Now I was going to, uh, I'm going to try to have the, have the, the four J's join me or not the four J's, but, uh, Jam- uh, Jamal J and Dr. Drake. And in the meantime, I'm going to see if I can get this set up to where they can connect here and uh, I'm going to send this out to them, but I want to, in the meantime, I'm going to take your phone calls and see what you have to say about it. Because I, you know, I have my opinion. And if you were watching me the entire time, you heard me every now and then throw my opinions out there and voice my opinion about everything that's going on. So let's do this. Cause I really, I'm really interested. Did, did Kamala Harris win? Or did Vice President Mike Pence win? You be, you decide. Cause I'm really curious here. Who do you think won here? All right. Look like we're going to get ready to go to a new caller here. Uh, the front, the last four on this one looks like it's 52. Oh, wait a minute. It just changed. Uh, okay. Actually, this one is 7836. The last four on this one is 7836. And then we're going to go to the other number I just started calling out. Uh, hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Jeremy Held. I'm with uh, Lubbock, Texas. Jeremy. I just wanted to say, hands down, yes, sir. So who who do you think won? I just want to say, I want to say, hands down, Mike Pence crushed Kamala Harris in so, that debate. So let me let me calm, ask you this. Let me cool. ask you this, Jeremy. Let me ask you this. So the people that are on the left saying they're going to say Kamala Harris won. What 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 could they possibly go off of saying that Camilla Harris won? Man, I have no idea. <laughs> that whole that whole debate, she lied through the whole thing. And what I liked about Mike Pence is he was calm, cool, and collected and called her out every time she tried to lie. Yep, absolutely. They he sure did. Story. He called her out on it. The le- and what I really liked about Pence is he called her out on her own stuff, you yep. know, with the with putting her black own in gel and all that kind of stuff. Her own record, you know. So I think he really did a good service to Donald Trump tonight, and I think uh, Trump twenty twenty all the way, and uh, they're not going to look back. I'm telling you, it's going to be a landslide. Oh yeah, you know so what? Yeah, I, I, I want to call agree. Tell hey, you that, brother. Hey, thank you, Jeremy, for the call. Hey, you have a good all night. Right, take Thanks. care.
Well, you know, this was absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. If I can't even say it. Phenomenal. Mike Pence blew it off the water. Seriously. Okay, let's go to the next caller. 5246. The last four of this phone number. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Ken from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hey, Ken. Thanks for the call. So tell me, who do you think won tonight? Oh, I hands down Pence. She started lying from the get-go. And she... And I was getting pissed because the moderator kept cutting him off, letting her lie, 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 and cut him off every time he went to rebuttal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was was that. But there was there was one time the moderator. I I have to give her some kudos because cool. Camilla I mean, Harris. Because there was let me just say this: there was that one time Camilla Harris was trying to go on a recap to go back over what she already repeated, and the moderator said, "You already said that." Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Right. She, but eventually, she did that. But you know, for, yeah, for you're moment, right. She kept interrupting. Ben. You're absolutely but he, correct. But he, 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 he kicked ass tonight. I mean, I'm really proud of him. He did a hell of a job. And when you no, know, she brought up he brought up her record. She brought up the fact about the Green New Deal. And then when she, she couldn't answer the fact of the pack in the court, mm. she still wouldn't be answered, just like uh, Biden wouldn't answer it. We yep. don't know what they're going to do. They're going to they're kind of trying to get rid of the country. They're going to get tired of, rid of the democracy, and they're going to try to run a dictatorship. Yeah, absolutely. You're 100% well, correct. You're 100% correct. Hey thank, you, hey, thank you so much for the yeah. call, okay? No problem. Right, take care. Mike. Well, you know what? I mean, seriously. If I mean, people are already voting. I wonder if some people went and voted out, voted tonight and then sat down and watched this debate. And they're like, oh, my goodness, what did I do? I voted for Biden. What did I do? It's such a bad mistake. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one here. Look, like we got another new caller. The last four is 9855. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, Will. I'm calling from Humboldt County, California. And I watched the debate. I didn't watch your stream on YouTube, but okay. it was uh, the slaughter. It was the slaughter. Um, I have never been so impressed with Pence because he's kind of like a groundhog that kind of pops up every now and then. He's kind of he's kind of mellow, right? He's kind of mellow, but I think he held his yeah. he held his ground tonight, and he he looked very strong. He. He was very strong. He was very calm. And even there were a couple of times that Kamala got, you know, kind of poked him. And it's like, oh, she got it. She got one in. She got one in. He took it like a man. He was very respectful in his response. And what really sealed it for him was his response to Brecken, where he spoke directly to her. He answered that question mm-hmm. fully, where Kamala didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did that throughout the entire evening. She went, she, I mean, she went around every question as much as possible. Every now, I admit, Pence, Pence, Pence did that too, but it was more of like, okay, I'm not going to give a full answer on that, but he at least made an attempt to answer, you know, but yeah, what really, I think what really um, sails the deal is Mike Pence responded to that young person who wrote in where the other candidate did not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So that's where, that's where, it, that's where he won. He sealed it there. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think he sealed as soon as he came out the, out the, you know, when he walked out on the stage personally, but I'm a, you know, I'm Mike Pence all the way anyway. Hey, thank you for the call. Sherry. <laughs> Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Let's see. 
I'm trying to let me get the link to Jamal and Jay. Um, let me see. Okay, yep. Jamal Jay is going to bed. Um, okay, look like they're they're gonna go to bed. So. All right, that's cool. That's cool. It's late night for them anyways. So we're going to get back to some of these phone calls here. All right, let's see. Let's go to the next caller here. This one is 9429. All right, we're going to you. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Tina. I'm calling from North Carolina. And what was your first name? Tina. Tina. Thank you for calling me, Tina. So tell me, Tina, who yes. do you think won tonight? Oh, I think Pence won, um, especially when he started calling her out about her her record and then um, where he was also calling her out about Biden raising taxes from day one and getting rid of a lot of Trump's tax cuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and she started getting hot under the seat. Yeah, she started so getting snippy with him. Exactly. Did you notice? Did you notice every time she got upset is when I would not be lectured to like like and, and I, I guarantee it. The liberal meeting will say, oh, here's a man trying to lecture a woman. I'm telling you, that's going to be it tomorrow. That's going to be the headline. White male lectures. And they're going to say black female. Of course, you're not black, but they're going to say lectures black female. <laughs> exactly. I love how their side loves to use the race card when it yes. fits them. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. They want to use it every and time she it fits them. Throw, yes, and she wanted to throw Brianna Taylor in there. Well, the moderator brought up Brianna Taylor. Yeah, the moderator brought up Brianna Taylor, and you know, I, I really didn't. That was a bad example because. Uh, the police officers went in there. They didn't mean to kill him, but when the boyfriend started shooting, see, they never got to that point. They never bring that up. What What did they expect the police officer to do at that point? See, that's what they never talk about. The boyfriend was shooting at the cops, and they're saying, "Well, I mean, if the, if you're not doing anything wrong, and someone come in the, into your apartment and they announce who they are, because it came out that they did announce who they are, who they were, and you start shooting, you can expect to get shot back at." But they don't ever bring that up. So exactly. So and then she wanted to use the sympathy card about how she wanted to be an EMT. Well, she got fired. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, Tina, thank you so much for the call. Okay. Thank you. All right, take care. All right, let's go to the next one here. The last four in this one is nineteen fifty three. Hello, caller. What's your name and where you calling from? Thank you. From uh, Tampa, Florida. And what's your first name? John. John. So, John, you tell me, who do you think won tonight? Pence did. Hands down. Hands down. And every time he caught her in a lie, he went at her, which was good for him. And she also lied about her record. She kept two guys on death row where she had evidence they were innocent. I brought that up okay. tonight. I brought so that up tonight. You're absolutely stinks. right. They had DNA evidence that the two black men on death row could have been set free. She would not. She refused to release the information until they were gone. That's correct. That's correct. And besides that, her and Biden do back the Green New Deal. If you look on their website, it's exactly what it says. 
He, and he does want you know, everybody on communist freaking insurance. Yes. Give me a break. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They want people are what? smart enough. I got four people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You got four people. Well, I got four people on my block that are dumb enough to believe what Biden is saying. <laughs> but and I can't even. You know, you mention it to him, especially one of the people that I know, and I told him, you know, he's a liar. He put more black people in prison than anything. And what are you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you're going to vote for a man who is racist. I mean, it's the Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and you still want to put him in office. Yeah. You're, John, you're so on point and it's mind blowing to me as well. Hey, thank you so much for the call. OK. Thanks, Will. All right. Take care. You know, it, it is mind blowing. You got black people that's going to vote for Joe Biden because it's, it's because they don't know any better. We, we'll, we'll give them that. Right. Because they don't know any better. They, they've been they've been taught something. They've been told something for year after year after year that the Democrat Party is for them. So they don't know any better. And they're and they're they and this is why this is why you have a lot of white liberals, you know, look down on black people because black people continue to go down that same path. And because black people continue to go down the same path, you got white liberals going, oh, White black people are such victims, so we have to swoop in and help them out to save the day and have them believe that we're for them. That's what I'm serious. That's exactly what's going on. Hey, let's go to Angie from Missouri. You there, Angie? I'm here, Will. Hey, thanks for the call. It's like boom shakalaka. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Pinch nailed it, man. He was awesome. Yes. I just loved it. I loved when he came back at her and shut her up, man. And she was so ticked off. Yes. You can see it in her face. I mean, how many times? I think think it was three times. I think it was three times she said, I would not be lectured to. (laughs) Well, and what I liked is when she, uh, the the question about the transfer of power, Pence come out and basically said, why, why would Trump not fight or turn over everything? You haven't accepted him the past four years. Exactly. But fighting for four years. I loved it. The only thing that I wish he had said when she brought up the white supremacist crap again, I wish he'd have thrown Antifa at her to try and get an answer out of her because Biden avoided the question. Yeah. That was the only thing I wish he'd have done. But, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Everybody was saying that Pence couldn't take it. He couldn't stand up to her. And you know what? He he nailed it. Oh, uh, you know, he, 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 he held his, awesome. Oh yeah. He, awesome. he, he did a phenomenal job. I mean, he did a phenomenal job you know, and, and they, and they can't stand it. Cool. They, they're hating him Collective. right now. Oh, you know, they are. The whole party is. Yes. He, he won it. Yep. He absolutely. It. Hands I can't down. wait till next week. <laughs> I can't wait till next week with Biden and Trump again. Yep. Absolutely. You know, he's going to come out with big guns. Yep, absolutely. Anyhow, Will, I'll hey. let you move on to someone else. I know hey, people are waiting. Thank you for the call. Yeah, absolutely. Night, you too. Take care. All right. Awesome. Yep. We got a lot of people in here and I'm trying to get to as many as possible. Let's go to Jimmy from Texas. You there, Jimmy? Yes, sir, Will. So tell me, who, who do you think won? 
How you doing? Who do you think won? Tell me who you think won. Well, uh, I know Vice President Pence won. I know this. I, <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe what these Democrats, or I call them dummycrats, I can't believe what they try to pull over uh, the American citizens. I just can't believe it. And people are dumb enough to believe it. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And people continue to believe it. And, and you know what? They mm-hmm. believe it like they, they it's, you have to believe Joe. You have to believe Kamala Harris, even though they're lying to every single person. Uh, I mean, why, why would you, why would you believe somebody that has to take, uh, some kind of, I guess, methamphetamine or Adderall or something and wear a wire in his ear? I mean, I need somebody to talk to me just like President Trump does. He talks, it feels like when he's in the microphone talking, he's talking straight to me. And I'm sure other people out there feel the same way. That's why we love him so much. And that's why people are going to go out there and vote on November 3rd. I, I try to get everybody I know. I don't even care what their affiliation is. Get out there and vote. Mm-hmm. Don't vote in person. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And that's, it's so important. It's so important because I saw a video last night with Beto who called himself Beto trying to, you know, I mean, he is, I guess he's identifying with the Hispanic community when he's not Hispanic at all, trying to get their vote. And it should be really insulting to people that's in Hispanic that you have a white liberal that's changing his name to try to get y'all to vote for him. It's ridiculous. And he only did it here in Texas. So I'm, I'm suspecting that if Robert Francis Rourke or Rourke would have been in Chicago, he would have changed his name to Tyrone. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> hey, Jimmy, thanks for the call. Okay. <laughs> take care. All right. Take care. Exactly. You know, I mean, seriously, these these Democrats are dumbed down. They're seriously, they're so evil and they have amnesia like no tomorrow. They don't remember nothing what President Trump did. Kamala Harris was trying to say this was the worst economy. How is it the worst economy? The, the four years President Trump is in office when more people in the history of this nation was working that are black. When more people in the history of this nation were Latinos, Hispanic that were working in this country, never before, more women were opening businesses before the Democrat pandemic came along and it shut it all down. So for them to say that is a total lie. President Trump wants to get us back to that. President Trump, he waved that magical wand and the jobs came back. You remember the magical wand that Barack Hussein Obama said Trump didn't have? All right, let's go to the next caller here. The last four in this one is 6505. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, this is uh, Big White from Deadwood, Virginia. Hey, thanks for calling me. So and tell me, who reason, do you think won? I think Pence won. I, I just couldn't believe how Senator Harris could just sit there and smile at that camera and laugh <laughs> like that. I, I guess it's a, it's a Democrat trait. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And it's like. Pence will be fact-checked. But I bet you nobody will fact-check her. No, they're not going to. They're not going to because they have it in their mind. They can lie all day and all the lies that they say are true. And Mike Pence kept calling her out on it. He said, look, just because you feel a certain way, it does not go along with the facts. I'm paraphrasing. But it was so beautiful that he did that. It was so beautiful. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I was so glad that that guy brought up that the commentator was was leaning towards Harris, man. He, she, she could say pretty much and get away with a little bit more time than Pence, because just as soon as he started talking, she well, thank you for talking. Well, every you time know? Mike Pence started getting on a point that the American people needed to hear, that's when she would swoop in to try to shut it down. And Mike Pence, Mike <laughs> Pence would not let her. I'm so, oh, I'm so happy. So, <laughs> hey, big, hey, big, hey, hey, I want to thank you for the call, okay? Okay, man. Right, thank take you. care. All right, let's go to the next one here. Uh, this one is uh, the last four, and this one is 9277. Hello, caller. What's your name and where you calling from? How you doing? My name is Nate. I'm calling from Rockwood, Michigan. Michigan. What was your first? Nate. What's going on, Nate? So tell me, who do you think yep. won tonight? Oh, man. Pence won that all day. All day? All day. So, so tell me, what do you think? What do you think that the Democrats are going to be saying tomorrow? What, what are, you, are you thinking they're going to say that you know uh, this is helping Joe Biden out in the polls, or or, or is it that we're all just being delusional here? <laughs> the, the thing that I hate about it, a bunch of these people aren't even watching this right now. They're going to wake up tomorrow. They're going to pull up their little Facebook app, and they're going to see all the social media crap yep. about this debate. And people aren't even going to do their research. They're just going to assume and believe what they see on Facebook. You know what? And I, and I, I guarantee this. Camilla Harris' team right now is pulling out little small so sound bites so they can put them on Twitter to make it look like she's fighting for the American people, to make it look like that she won. I guarantee it. 100%. It's, it's definitely going to be edited. It's definitely going to be making Pence look bad. Yeah, and that's what, and that's their, that's their goal. That's what they're going to do. They're going to edit it so much, exactly what you said, to make Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence look bad. Hey, Nate, thanks for the call, okay? Appreciate All you, right. man. Have a good night. You too. Take care. All right. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, we got a new one here, too. Uh, 6802 is the last four. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Stephanie Hi. from Washington. You said Stephanie? Hi. Yes. Yep. And Pence all the way. Definitely. Um, Kamala Harris. Oy vey. <laughs> We're going to be in deep, deep, deep trouble. Oh, but yeah, Pence. Definitely. I like how he's cool, calm, and collected. Um, you know, he's definitely needs to be admired for how he responds. You so know what? Great. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence <laughs> has so much dignity and so much respect. Exactly. And he, he's yeah. an honorable guy. And Kamala Harris, Absolutely. she, I mean, she could not handle someone that that was, you know, that came at her that way. She didn't know how to react. Right. Because, you know, even right. the, even the entire Mike Pence, he even said, look. I'm going to commend you. I'm give you some, you know, he gave you, gave her kudos right. for being on the stage, for making it to that point, you know, and she, and mm -hmm. did she ever say good job to Mike Pence for anything? No. Oh, absolutely not. No. And the thing is, is that when you, when, when you're at that point and you're that way as a person, you know, um, you're going to do anything that you can. She has no, she has nothing to say in rebuttal other than, you know, what she said. 
which is basically, don't talk that way to me. Like, okay, really? Because she has nothing to back it up with, which is sad. But it just goes to show that people need to really watch what everybody is saying. Because at the end of the day, it really does come down to the good versus evil, 100%. And you can see it. And, you know, I deal with a lot of, you know, liberal people here and people that are Democrat. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's trying to get them to say, hey, you know, look at what they're saying. Look at what their actions are. Look at what their policies yes. are. How can you not? How can you not see that and say, oh, my gosh, this is not <laughs> what I'm for as a, as a person. Like, exactly. As a Christian, as a you can't call yourself a Christian and vote for that evil. Oh, just, you're so you're like, so on point, Stephanie. <laughs> you're so on point. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't do it. People in the right mind yeah. will vote for President mm-hmm. Trump. People mm-hmm. in the wrong mind. They're going to go for Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. So, hey, Stephanie, thank you so much for the call, okay? 100%. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. bless. Take care. Take care. Bye. All right, let's go to the next one here. The last four in this one is 8434. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hello? Hello. What's your name? Where you calling from? I'm Monica from South Carolina. Hello, Monica. Thank you for calling me. So tell me, Monica, who won a debate tonight? All right, I can't believe I'm on your show. I watch you all the time. <laughs> anyway, uh, our vice president rolled it. I guess I'm I'm really from the backwoods, so my nicest words I can say is he rolled that respectfully on her. Oh, he and, sure did. Um, and I tell you, he he, I did like it. He his favorite words, and I do got to say they were very good. Uh, your opinion, uh, your opinion, but not your facts. Um, I think that was his great. Oh, and you know, it's, and, it's, and that was such a beautiful moment. And you know what? And then she got upset tomorrow. I would not be lectured to. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you, I got to get that clip. Say it right about everything. About, I mean, I was watching your little commentary in the background and everything, and I was like, "Yeah, he knows exactly what's going to be all over the news, yep. CNN, and all them fake news channels. They yep. gonna be saying, oh, this white man did this to her,' and all yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. And, you know, the moderator. You know, you know, they don't give uh, Trump or, or or Pence, you know, chance to really go through it, but they did give him. But he did. It. He rolled her respectfully. Okay? Yeah, he sure did. He and sure did. The, but the main, the main thing, the the one that I really did like is the young little girl at the end. The, the questions she had to ask and everything. Pent talked to that little girl respectfully, and he talked to her. Okay, but Kamala Harris, she didn't talk to an eight year old. No. No. She talked to the public in a way that was disrespectfully that not even an eight-year-old could understand well, Camilla Harris yeah you're absolutely right but Camilla Harris and the she's not genuine she's not genuine at all her yeah. campaign had to tell her to smile and laugh a little bit because she's not genuine it, it's, it's crazy right. hey Monica thank you so much for the call okay all right, all right. thank you sir take care have a great all right hey let's go to Lisa from California you're there Lisa 
I'm here. Uh oh. Did, did Pence bring up uh, Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he did a lot better. He did a lot better than I thought he was going to do. I, I because of his demeanor and his calmness, and he's totally opposite of President Trump. I thought I didn't think he was going to be able to come back as quick as he did, but he tore her up. Um, and the icing on the cake is that toward the end, when they, when he, uh, I forgot the exact question, when the uh, commentator asked about um, what, what was the question she asked them about if they win the election, there and President Trump doesn't it's, accept it's a, the result. Well, what was the? Exact it's about question? the whole thing about President Trump acknowledging that Joe Biden won the election, but they, and, and they never asked Joe Biden that question. And Hillary Clinton came out and Whoa. said, no matter what, do not concede. No matter what. If if President Trump get 99% of the votes and it says that he's a winner, no matter what, do not concede. They haven't they haven't acknowledged President Trump in 2016. And they're talking about President Trump not acknowledging it. It's ridiculous. Right. So the icing on the cake is when uh, President, uh, Vice President Pence came back and said, the fact of the matter is we're going to win this election. And he went on with his spiel. It was so awesome. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I mean, seriously, it's, 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 it's such a no brainer election. So he didn't even have to answer that question. Huh? It's such a no brainer about this, this election. I mean, seriously, looking at Joe Biden, he, he can barely go. And I mean, seriously, it's a no brainer. Right. One last thing I, I wish wish they, uh, he had brought up, and I hope uh, President Trump brings it up maybe the next debate, is the fact their strategy is b- really Harris-Biden. I wish they would expose that because that's what they're really trying to do. And yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Yep, absolutely. Hey, all Lisa, right. thanks for the call. All right, let's go to the next one here. Uh, the last four in this one is 1243. Last four in the number. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, are you with me, Will? I am with you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Oh, Lana from Iowa. Lana from Iowa. What got me? I think, uh, yeah, I watch you all the time. I actually think Pence won. Um, I think he did an extremely good job. But where Camilla lost me was when she was looking in the camera, so sincere, trying to make her point, and I thought she was going to fall like three times. Is that really presidential? I mean, Jesus, that is, is that the only way you can get a vote is by sympathy? That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Oh, hey, Will. Yes. Hey, Will, now that you have my phone number, uh, give me a call when you're off air and let me know how much your next plane ticket is for wherever you want to go. Actually, actually, I'll see what I can. I'll see what I can do about buying the ticket for you. Well, you know what? Uh, A lot of people have been contributing and that's why I have my uh, my Venmo here because people are contributing next week. Starting Monday is the hearings for Amy Coney Barrett and I plan on being there. So. Okay. So I plan Uh, on being there when you're off air, how much it is. And I'll see what I can do about your ticket, too. Okay. Right. Hey, thank you. Take care. That's all. Bye. That's awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, let's go to this. Uh, this Rebetta. Rebetta, is that right? Yeah. Hey, thank you for the call. You're welcome. So tell me, who do you think won the debate tonight? 
Pence 100%. And why do you say that? Uh, because I'm a truck Pence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like the I don't like the liars. I mean, I mean, was it so? Was it was it not? Uh, was it just me, or was it really that obvious how much Kamala Harris was lying? Oh, it was obvious. Mm. And, and could you tell that she was, was getting was upset about mistake. Mike Pence calling her out on her her record? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, that's and pretty awesome. Putting everybody in jail. I can't wait till they go to jail. <laughs> yeah and you know what she actually said she told the american people that what she did in california she wants to implement implement that across the country oh my goodness that is horrifying everyone should be horrified by that yeah and then she's trying to say what us americans are feeling you know she knows what we're feeling and stuff i kept on putting on her she don't know what i'm feeling yeah, exactly. <laughs> she did. She done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. My daughter almost walked. My daughter almost walked away from it. She was so mm. mad at looking at that woman. Mm. Hey, Rebecca, we thank- watched it all the way through. Yep. Well, cool. And I, I love your, sh- I love your show. But that, that's all. It's still, I'm still on the Trump train. Yep. Awesome. I don't care how many lies they say. I'm on there now, dear. <laughs> hey, thank you for the call. <laughs> Bye, Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to, we got another one here. The last four on this one is 0345. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You there, caller? Hi, Will. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm Ned in Florida. How are you? Ned from Florida. I'm doing great. So tell me, Ned, who do you think won tonight? Pence, hands down. He's the biggest gentleman you'll ever meet in your life. Mm. He, you know, and, and it showed tonight. It, it completely showed tonight. Yes. yes, it did, sir. He is. He showed how much he can be a gentleman, no matter what the circumstances <laughs> are. And he is very appreciated. We love him. We love Trump. And, you know... I really don't think if it got down to brass knuckles that if it was really brought up of how Biden really is and how Kamala Harris really is, it it could have been something. But when are we ever going to get a bipartisan moderator to be able to take care of both sides? I have a hard time feeling that. You know, you know, it's very difficult in a world where all of the media leans left. All of the media are establishment, government, socialist, uh, government group entities. I mean, it's it's kind of hard. Yes. I mean, no, I think now you know what one person who calls uh, he still calls himself a, a leftist is Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan, out of all of them, would be fair. Yes, sir. I think Joe Rogan would be fair. But the problem. <laughs> this is my opinion. So, well, hey, Ned, thanks for the call, okay? Well, you are much appreciated, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. You know what? This is, if, it was, if it was my choice, 
I think the moderator would be someone who's not in media because the media, they're a hundred percent biased. Seriously, they, they are against President Trump. They're against President Trump. And, our, and she was, she was leaning towards Kamala Harris, you know, but nothing like Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace was just blatant. I don't think she wanted to be in the news the next day talking, you know, looking as bad as Chris Wallace did, you know. But personally, I think the moderator should be an American citizen, not someone who's in the mainstream media. Seriously, that's the way it should be. It should be the American people asking the questions, not these moderators just leaning one way. But that's just me. Let's go to Don from Virginia. You there, Don? Hey, how you doing, Will? I'm doing great. Thanks for the call. So tell me, <laughs> who do you think won? Oh, Pence, Pence, he, he nailed it. You know, I mean, she was nothing but lies, everything out of her mouth mm. and, and regurgitating mm. rebuff stories and all that, you know. Um, the comments I have about her, uh, oh my gosh, if, if you ever look at people's body language, um, which I do, uh, <laughs> you can watch her cheekbones and tell you can tell her mood and what she's getting ready to say. And when, when she turned around to that, uh, to that lady and the, the, the daughter that was killed, um, she felt like she had to turn around and offer her sympathy. Mm -hmm. And the whole time she did, she had that smile on her face. That smirk. The whole time. That smirk. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, because that, because that smirk you know, does not leave her. Yeah, what it is. Yeah, what it is is her campaign told her that she needs to smile more and she needs to laugh more. But so she she can't figure it in her head when she needs to smile and when she doesn't need to smile. So she just is just stuck like yeah, a joker. she doesn't she doesn't know. Yeah, she doesn't know she how just, to. Yeah, she just stuck like the Joker. That human emotions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she, got she that, doesn't she got know that, what human emotions are. Yeah, she got that Joker smile. It's just, yeah. it's just stuck there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So. Oh, you know the best, the the smoothest running debate that I have watched. Um, I watched it earlier today. It was uh, Adam Schiff against his contender early hmm. uh, in his district. And it was it was a Zoom debate. Really, it had four boxes. The top left was Early. The lower right was Schiff. The top right was a lady that would hold up these huge signs that would either say um, "stop" or thirty seconds or fifteen seconds. She would hold up a sign that would consume that whole box. And then the moderator was down at the bottom left, but they all paid attention to the lady with the signs. <laughs> and when one started talking, it blocked out the other one. Really? You know, when one was speaking, the other one couldn't speak. And it, uh, and it was automatic. You know, if one spoke and the other one wasn't speaking, it would flip huh. to their box real quick. I, but, have to go see, I, have, yeah, I have to go see if I can find that. And so I can watch that for myself. Yeah, it was re it was really good. Huh. You well, know. Cool. I'll check uh, it out. I tell you, during 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 the whole Pence debate, do you know the song that was running through my head? Tell Charlie me. Daniels. The, the devil goes mm -hmm. to Georgia. Mm -hmm. I know you're talking about. 
And yeah. that song, that song was in my head the whole time during that debate. Well, interesting, <laughs> interesting. Well, hey, Don, thanks for the call. Okay. Yeah. All right, take care. All right, well, you have a good one. You too. All right. All right, let's go to the next one here. The last four on this one is fifty-three forty-six. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You there, caller? Hello. Hello. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah. My name is Mary Lou Smith. And, and where are you I'm calling from? Western Pennsylvania. Oh, Western Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So tell me, who do you think won tonight? Yeah. You know who won. <laughs> we all know who won. I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear it every time. He was such answered so respectably for his position. Mm-hmm gentlemanly mm. and did not insult her so she mm. couldn't pull the black card on her mm. and being in a i worked in uh an industry that was all male related and he handled her perfectly so she couldn't be insulted and he got my he's had my respect but he did an excellent job he did a phenomenal job <laughs> yeah and i get a suggestion for moderator you know Andrea Parker? Uh, Andrea Parker? Mm-hmm. I can't say that I do. She was involved in the standoff out in the West. She was fighting for the freedom of the... Um, shoot, it just left my mind. For the Bundys? Other, for the Bundys. Yeah, I think, I think you might her. I, I mean, met you at more. Okay, the name sounds the name sounds a little familiar, but I'm not I'm not really familiar. But, um, oh, okay, so she excellent. She was fair. She did podcasts on the Bundys. Okay, but anyway, well, cool. um, yeah, I'm very proud of you. You're doing an excellent job, and I'm so glad you answered my phone call. And well, thank you so much for calling you're me. Bringing everything to light. <laughs> I try. I try. We're proud of you over here. Uh, Laura Trump's supposed to stop in my city tomorrow for the Women for Trump mm-hmm. campaign, and I'm planning on attending. Well, good for and, you. Uh, yep. Good for you. Well, Don't be afraid. Do your good work. No, you know what? We got a house in my little town that has a whole side covered with a big sheet professionally printed sheet for the opposition. I'm like, open your eyes. I can't believe people have survived in this world this long for being so stupid. Yeah, it's crazy in this world. Hey, thanks for the call, okay? You too. Take good care of yourself. We'll do. Take care. Bye. All right, let's go to Lisa from Pennsylvania. You there, Lisa? Yes, I am. Hi, Will. Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for the call. So tell me, who do you think won? Pence. Yes. Hands down. He I like hearing smooth, it. Smooth, calm, and collected. He handled Camilla's attacks real good. Mm-hmm. But Camilla, oh my God, she was like a nightmare. She just like smirked. If people can't read her body language, they are a fool. She smirked. She thought everything was... Funny. She's so fake. Was attack, attack, attack. Yeah, she's fake. Yeah. And you know what really touched me? 
is the question about the little girl, the letter she asked. You know, like the question with the little girl at the end. Because I caught part of it, but I, I mod another channel, but, you know, it's hard to go back and forth, so. Mm -hmm. But Pence was, like, very empathetic. Yeah, he absolutely. He was, like, spot on. He's genuine. And he, he held he, his, his posture, his demeanor. He was, like, really connecting to the public. And if some, nobody sees that, I feel sorry for them. Yep, Kim Newell thought everything was funny. Funny. And yeah. They can't see well, she she thought it's everything small. was funny until she until she thought she was being lectured to, <laughs> and I find it yeah, funny because that's all she can say. <laughs> she got mad. And yeah. You shouldn't get angry if you want to debate. You should be calm, cool, and collective. Yeah. Like Pence was. She got mad. Like said he won the debate. Yeah. One hundred percent. And I have to say, when Trump comes back, he needs to come back strong. Yep. Absolutely. Just like Pence was. I'm um, collective. Absolutely. That's all I got to say. Hey, Lisa, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Bye. All right. <clears throat> Let's go to the next one here. The last four is 3847. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You there, caller? I can hear it in the background. The last four, your number is 3847. All right. We'll go to the next one here. Uh, the last four in this one is 0911. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, uh, my name is John. I'm from D.C., probably the only Republican in D.C. <laughs> hey, John, thanks for the call. So tell me, what do you think about? Or let me ask. I got it. I want to hear it. Who do you think won the debate tonight? Oh, we we know Pence won. I won't say hands down because everybody's been saying hands down. <laughs> but we know Pence won. Yes. Um, but I think it's funny how Kamala Harris couldn't um, answer a question. She always had to go back to her um, her history of her accomplishments or what she feels her accomplishments were, but she never really answered any real question. Especially about the packing, I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But um, and it's amazing. It's amazing how many people. You know, I'm I'm Caucasian. And I'm probably the only Republican in D.C. And I'm you know in an interracial relationship. And it's funny how everybody was going to vote for her because of just the color of her skin. And that's just sad. This woman has no intelligence on how to run a country. She can't even run California. No. But, and then she want to implement the same thing she did in California across the nation, locking up a lot of people. Ooh, no. Right. And um, it just amazes me how nobody can say, hey, wait a minute, you put all of our brothers and sisters in jail, and now you want to control our law enforcement? No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and she wants to defund the police department. She's, she hadn't been silent about that. She's been hush-hush here lately because of Joe Biden. Because you know they're trying to make this have this perception about themselves, but but it's it's a total lie. So hey, John, thank you for the call. Hey, I I'll be in, I, I'm looking to be in D.C. next week, John, for the hearings. Well, then hit me up. We'll go to lunch. I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> I, I plan on be running around. So yeah, I'll I'll be there. All right. So all right, I look forward to seeing you. I right, appreciate. It. Take care, John. Bye. All right, thank you. You too. Bye. Okay, let's see. Let me let me try this other one again. It's thirty eight forty seven. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
All right, we will move on from that one. All right, this one is 5926. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? Did I disconnect it? I don't hear anybody. All right, let's try this one. This one is 5429. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. We got one. Uh, this is Lori from uh, Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Hey, Lori. Thank you so much for the call. Oh, thank, I'm really thrilled to get through. I do think Mike Pence won. He was very articulate, mm. and he was very smooth, and he responded well. He did dodge a question, which I didn't care for, but um, I think the best point he made was that there wasn't a smooth transition in 2016. The uh, previous administration was investigating him and spying on him and all kinds of stuff. So, you know. Yeah, um, you're right. There was, you know what, uh, Lori, you're right. There was one question that he did dodge, but he kind of, he did touch on it, but he didn't give a direct answer on it. Yeah. Um, I Overall, the whole debate went better than last time, and I think even the moderator did a better job than Chris Wallace did. Yeah, I, th- I would agree. Horrible. horrible. Yeah, she, you could tell <laughs> yeah. she was leaning towards Camilla still for the most part, but she did. She did better than Chris Wallace. So, I think absolutely. Mike Pence needs to learn how to talk a little faster, like uh, Ben Shapiro or something, because she was <laughs> cutting off all of his answers you know before he can get it all spat out well i mean as soon as soon as he started as soon as he get started getting into the dirt of camilla harris that's when the moderator at the end no matter what the time was really so anyways hey laurie thank you so much for the call okay thank you all right thank you take care all right let's go to mitch from kentucky you there mitch Hey, what's up there, buddy? Hey, thanks for the call. What do you got for me? Who do you think won? Hey, uh, well, two things. Uh, I just wanted to, Mike Pence definitely won this. I was kind of surprised. The two things that I like most about the debate is, somebody already mentioned this, is the letter from the eighth, uh, eighth grader, was it? Great response to that. Uh-huh. And the, my favorite part about the debate where he really got Kamala is she had said something and he turned around and looked directly at her and specifically said, well, the American people deserve to hear the truth. Just like that. She just like, she looked shocked. I mean, I was watching the both of them. Kamala looked shocked, and she just turned around and beamed right in on the moderator like, save me. Yeah. And are you going to let this happen? Are you going to let this happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I, you know, I was like, that was, that was, he, he nailed her. He nailed her so bad. And then what, the other thing that I, I wasn't even going to mention here, was packing the Supreme Court. Still oh, yeah. never got an answer out of her on that. And you know what? We're not going to get an answer from that because the, the, the people that they want to put on the Supreme Court would just be such tyrants. I mean, my goodness, we would never, we well, wouldn't, we wouldn't even recognize America 
after they get their hands on it. So that's that's why it's so extremely important that we pay attention to what's going on. We won't even recognize the country. So I mean, it's crazy. So, hey, Mitch, how about some food for thought here? Go ahead. Go ahead. Food for thought here. Go ahead. Uh, Once Amy Barrett is appointed to the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. the United States Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. and they try to pack the United States Supreme Court, their attempt to do that can be challenged in the United States Supreme Court, and the United States Supreme Court can knock their attempt down. How about that? I I sure hope so. Yeah, I sure hope so. I love it. I love it. Hey, Mitch, thanks for the call. Yeah. Hey, have a good one, man. You too. Take care. Okay. All right, everybody. I have to apologize. I know there's a lot of people still on the phone line. But I have got to go. I got to get ready. I got to try to get some more work done. Uh, I got a busy day tomorrow and I got to get ready. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for the donations. Uh, Melissa, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I see you there. Uh, LD, thank you so much. Philip, thank you so much. And Susan, thank you so much. Uh, Susan says, Camilla won hands down. She won my mistrust. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. I like it. Absolutely. Uh, Bland, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And let me say thank you to Amy Williams. Thank you so much. And Man- Mansoor, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know what, everybody? I plan on being in D.C. to cover the hearings. And if if the network, the you know, the the network is not saturated. I will be get, I will go live from there, but if not, I will make recordings and I will try to upload as many as possible. So all of y'all can get, see what's going on. Um, I plan on being there with Ben Burkwam. Uh, I know Ben Burkwam has been asking people to help donate to him. Uh, because the last time we went to DC, a lot of people donated to me and God bless you for all the donations. Uh, it really helped get me there and Ben Burkwam and Ben Burkwam has been asking for help too, but we're down to the wire. So I'm asking people, if you find it in your heart and you want to get information, if you can't be there and you want me to be there to question people, to talk to people, because we're expecting could be wrong. Probably not, but we're expecting to come unglued. You remember how they did Kavanaugh? Oh my goodness. This is probably going to be just really, 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 really interesting night. So our interesting day, Stephanie, thank you so much on PayPal. Thank you so much for the blessing. And let me look at D live Karen base. Thank you so much, baby girl. Thank you so much. And Myra, thank you so much for all of the blessings. I really do appreciate it. Uh, all right. So I plan on being live tomorrow. And I want to thank everyone for for joining me this evening. It's been very eventful. Mike Pence blew it out the water. Thank you so much for not being afraid to hit that share button. Because you know they're getting everyone being afraid. You know, right now we're we're less than we're almost almost twenty days. How many days are exactly? Twenty six days. I go to votedemout.org, D-E-M, votedemout.org, and I look at it. There's a timer on there right there every day. 26 days, everybody. What's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next week? That's a question a lot of people want to know. So, 
If you like what I'm doing and you want me to continue, please consider going to UniteAmericaFirst.com and supporting me today. Sign up for the newsletter, UniteAmericaFirst.com. I keep looking every day to see if the social media tech giants are going to remove me because I'm a black male supporting President Trump. It is what it is. Go to UniteAmericaFirst.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It's free. And then I'll send out emails. I don't ever spam you. So that's a lot of people send me messages. Where? Where's the letter? Where's the letter? I don't spam. But I'm going to, the closer we get, I'm going to send out more emails. Okay. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. See you tomorrow. There is power in one name that is above all names. On this one name, all things can be done. No other name has brought so much joy and so much comfort to the world. Only one name has power over the heavens and the earth. You can call on this one name and all of the angels will hear you. Every knee will be on the ground for the one with this name. The one with this name paid the ultimate price for us all. The one with this name is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the King of Kings. The one with this name, Jesus. You know, if you work for a company for years before COVID came along and they let you go, you might have left some treasure behind. Your old 401 or IRA could be worth thousands and it's still working for the firm, not you. So if you're a bit uncertain about what the future holds right now, you should call the team at Noble Gold, 877-646-5347. And if that's not incentive enough, with each qualified IRA, you'll get a solid silver five ounce Apollo coin free. So it's worth jumping on the phone right now and calling 877-646-5347. That is 877-646-5347.